The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, October 14th. 2023. Christoph has new cigars out. We're going to launch them here today with Jared Trudeau. He is executive vice president of Christoph Cigars. Plus, it's October here in New England, which means the leaves are changing and spice, pumpkin spice, is something. Uh, uh, Dave, is it? Can you really be an executive anything with hair like that? It's better now. It's better? It's this improved. is better? This is better. Oh, it is. To others, it Took means the man bun out, didn't Rocktober. You? Discussions of rock music over a cigar or two. That's what we're going to do today. Plus, with us is the New England comedy legend. He's uh, the star of the New England Cigar Expo. He is my superstar, Tony V. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority now in its 14th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the top podcast to appear on eight years ago by Jared Trudeau. Awarded the top 10 educational podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Jared, it's been too long. Too long. Too long. I think you were my rep the last time you were here. It was over eight years ago. Wow. Podcast. It's yeah. crazy. Did we, we even looked, have the studio no, like this? No, it was Not the like wood this. background yeah. with the bamboo and oh stuff. Oh, my God. It's too long. It was a Cusano, the Cusano studio. Oh, my God. That's how <laughs> that brand has gone. Eight years ago. Yeah. Wow. Cusano yeah. doesn't exist anymore? No. Where'd they go? They sold. Oh. They well, went to Florida. Where yeah. are they now? Well, Davidoff bought Oh, yeah, Davidoff They did. Yeah. They did. So uh, when we had him on, Tony. This was the weirdest thing. He has a photographic memory. He remembers everything like he, he doesn't did. have a photographic memory. He just has a really good memory. Is it a It's porn- more than that. Like he knows what he memory? ate. He knows what he ate for breakfast on the second day of kindergarten. You know, crazy <laughs> right, right. shit. Sure. And I said to him, oh, let me write a number down. He goes, no, no, it doesn't work like that. So I wrote this long number down. Eight years ago. (laughs) And I said, okay, I'm going to show it to you. I showed it to him. And he goes, yeah, it doesn't work like that. I said, well, here's the number anyway. I just want to see. This is like the beginning of the show eight years ago. And I said, okay. And I put it like this. And I said, what's the number? And he read it to me. It was unbelievable. It was like and 10 And you digits. just glimpsed it once. Yeah. Do you remember what the number is now? Because that'd be really good. One zero one seven four three two five eight six nine two one two. All right. Well. And the 9212 is absolutely true. I remember that. And then he said, would you like me to say it backwards? Like, hmm. how is impossible is that? Right. And then he said it backwards. Ah, that's... We did a, we did a bunch of uh, 
fun a bunch of games it was like i it was like dance monkey yeah like it was they just yeah but don't you love when you have a, a special ability and then people spend an hour and a half to try to get you to fail at it yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> was the whole goal right he yeah, goes, yeah. No, i'm good at it i can do this yeah. worse than that yeah. is he's the new rep he's trying to come in and impress us sure and get a bigger order and do more business with us and, and got, dave would not let it go about the memory <laughs> well, thing yeah and, and we didn't gotta, talk about Christoph yeah. one time <laughs> on the show. It was just do this, do this. Yeah. And he's, you got him doing magic tricks. Yeah. It was right. unbelievable. Yeah. By the way, can I just interject here? Please. Magic is not real. Right. And here's how I know. If it was, one of them would have taken over by now. Right. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. There, there would have been like you know Chris Angel or somebody would <laughs> would would have ruled the world right now. We'd all be in his thoughts. Yeah, it's so. not. It's it's supposed to be fake, but a lot of times they say, "Oh my God, he levitates." He levitates. No, no he but did. he doesn't. No, <laughs> no, he and he'll tell you he doesn't no, either. Right. But they, it'll look like he did. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, if he could levitate. So that's Tony V. I want to publicly say that you're here. Thank you for your major contribution to New England Cigar Expo. Sir, we couldn't have done it without you. Oh, please. It was, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. I, I mean, it, I thank you guys daily for existing. This is like, you know, this is like daycare for adult men. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You, I can't imagine the service you do to women in the world. Where, we help them. Yeah, well, you do help yeah. them. You know, get out of my house. Where am I going to go? Oh, I know I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go smoke a cigar with the rest the of the guys. And the smart ones say when they're fed up with them, yeah. why don't you go to the cigar shop? <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just so you- grateful I don't have to change any diapers. <laughs> All right, so let's get to yeah. it. We're going we're gonna to light up a cigar. This is brand new, and uh, I've had it yesterday. I smoked it for the first time. I waited. Uh, loved it. And uh, what do we have here, Jonathan? Uh, today we are smoking the Christoph Nicaraguan Toro, weighing in at six and a half by 54. The, all their Toro sized cigars are six and a half. You get a little extra. Get a little extra. Mm. And, a and little it's not extra. a 50, it's a 54. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. The Christoph Nicaraguan is a Nicaraguan Puro, meaning that these cigars are produced with all Nicaraguan tobaccos. They utilize tobacco from Condega, Esteli, and Jalapa. It's a Jalapa wrapper, is it not? Yeah, it is. Uh, the cigar is available in three sizes, and it is well above medium in strength and offers a rich, earthy complexity with notable spiciness. A single is going to set you back $10.69, and a box of 20 is one eighty-eight ninety-nine, dropping the price of the single down to only nine forty-five. Mm. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retail store that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two. GuysCigars.com. And I made an audible. I made all our cigars the same with the exception of Tony D's. I look like I got a 60 ring. You did. Because I, like. I love a 60 There ring. we go. Yeah. So we're trying to we make We were talking the Lanceros earlier. And this, yes. This, I, you know, I don't want to get put anyone out of business, but those are pointless. Right. <laughs> you know, you might as well put three, three in a row and yeah. smoke them like just a, not like get a, enough out of yeah, this like thing. a tailpipe. Yeah. You know, you got to do a lot of work to get nothing. <laughs> right, a sixty, it just comes rushing. It's like opening a sewer pipe. You just here it comes. There we go. I think yeah. we'll put that in the marketing material. <laughs> like opening a sewer <laughs> pipe. Yeah. yeah, we could use a better word than yeah, sewer we can, pipe. We yeah, can we'll, we'll tweak this. it. We'll workshop. We'll tweak it. All right, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by. Perdomo cigars. Perdomo is the brand while all other brands were raising prices. Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. 
All right. Brand new cigar, Tony V. You haven't had this yet. No, but it's two of my favorite words in the cigar industry. Nicaragua and Christoph. There we go. Because uh-huh. yeah. he is a Christoph that fan. Could go I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. And uh, we were talking uh, before the show. I was in Aruba and got myself a, a, a Christoph that I just fell in love with. And uh, I was told that they only make them for Aruba. Yeah, you, we didn't know that. You yeah. came back and you said this and we couldn't find it for you. And I yeah. know everything about Christoph. And yeah. I know you're wrong. Uh, there's no <laughs> yeah. such thing. Until we, we right. Jared came and said, you know, we make that for one guy in Aruba yeah. only. And it's, what's it called? It's I. So he has several of them. One of them is Mantua. Then they, they have several private label ones. But it's exclusive for Linden Cigars in Aruba. Who's our distributor there? Wow, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and it's such a good cigar. It's a box press Maduro Perfecto. Oh, it's fantastic, and it's outstanding. It's, but it's I, outstanding. I, you, uh, Tony, now you know a guy. Yeah, I know a guy. You gotta know a guy. You gotta know a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta know a mechanic, and you gotta know a cigar guy, and yeah. your life is all set. Huh. Yeah. I said, do you have any of these on you? He goes, no. There's only one <laughs> guy in the room. And I think I bought all of them last time I was there. All right. The the cold draw here is. The, the skin of a green apple on wheat toast with butter. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, Not too. Not bad. Green uh, apple. You think? Yeah. Cold draw. Are you smoking this? You, you already lit it. You already lit it. <laughs> I, I'm on the hot Ed, draw. Ed's <laughs> on the side, so he can't, he can't comment because he moves on. Uh, we're using a soft flame today? We're using a soft flame today. All right. We haven't done this one in a while. This is the Attaché 2 by the folks at Vertigo. This is a no-frills lighter. You got easy adjustment. You got single click, wide open top, wide open jet for this big-ass single flame, soft flame lighter. It is angled to the side for you pipe uh, crossover guys that want to light a pipe with it as well. And it's $14.99. That is the Attaché 2. Okay. It's working fine. For this big 54 ring gauge, it's working fine. But what happened to the Attaché 1? Don't worry about that. All right. It's new and improved. It's the number (laughs) two. The Attaché 1 is um, the same exact lighter with a jet, a single jet. Ah. Did you want to hit the end of the cigar at any point, Jonathan? Is what? You want to hit the end of it with the flame? Do you want (laughs) to? I'd like permission. I need to to treat Jared like a hostile witness for the whole fucking show. (laughs) Tony's like Switzerland over there. Even the the pre-show topics about lectins, he was entertaining me, and the two of you were shitting on me, and then Jared's lobbing bombs in left and right. There we go. So, Jared, tell us more about Christoph Nicaraguan that Jonathan didn't mention. So... (laughs) Uh, this is a project that we've wanted to do for a while. Um, we So it, the factories in the Dominican Republic, we use a lot of Dominican. We, we use tobacco from, I don't know, 10 different countries, something like that, from African Cameroon, San Andres, Maduro, everything. And uh, one thing we have never done was a Puro, really, of, of any sort. And uh, one thing that people don't typically associate with Christophe is Nicaragua. Because um, it's made in that's, Dominican Republic. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so we wanted to do a Nicaraguan Puro but because of the way that we buy tobacco and a lot of our fillers and stuff like that come from the Dominican Republic, we didn't have a ton of Nicaraguan tobacco. So before Glenn Ward and I flew down there, we asked them to buy as much Nicaraguan tobacco as they could um, from everywhere, from Jalapa, Condega, Esteli, Ometepe even, like whatever we could buy, we tried to buy. And then we just spent 
four or five days of just only smoking these Nicaraguan tobaccos, which is, as you've done many times, like an exhausting process yeah. of sitting in there for 10 hours and you go outside to breathe real air for a second and it's, they come in and they say, mas fumar, mas fumar. you have to come in and smoke more, you know, like, because we're only there for a few days. And we came up with some blends that we just, we had no concept behind it. We just loved these blends. Um, and, uh, we were like, what, what are we going to do with them? And then um, we were like, let's just call it, again, Christoph being horrible at naming cigars, we, our Maduro is called the Maduro. Our yeah. Connecticut's called yeah. the Connecticut. It's as simple as it gets. Sumatra, Sumatra. We were like, what should we call this Nicaragua Puro, Nicaraguan Puro? And we're like, oh, how about the Nicaragua, perhaps? <laughs> and uh, so in keeping yeah. with that tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you've said two things. They keep dragging you back into smoke. That's like saying there's too much sex. You know what I mean? It's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm done. No, get back in here. All right, if I have to. Yeah. Someday, I'd love to have you with me because <laughs> as much as you love it, there is a point of... It's not... You're not smoking finished cigars. You're smoking one shit blend after another and you're saying, all right, let's take this shit blend and make it less shitty... And they, they go Let's back to the drawing board and they take out one of the shitty things and they put a different shitty thing in and they bring it back and you're like, all right, you got 1% better. Yeah. It's it, like purgatory. Right. It's well, every cigar that you get is a little bit well, better, but still worse. I'm than standing by want. my sex yeah. analogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just did it this week. Yeah. I was yeah. in the Dominican. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was going and going and I going. I saw your picture. Yeah, and it gets to, to a point of... All right, I got to tap out here for a little while. <laughs> Give me fucking 15 minutes out of here. Leave right. the room. and uh, It's sex with a fat, smelly hooker that you don't have to pay for. That's what it is. Dave, did you bring... And, and where is the problem there? <laughs> Let's not start kink and body shaming, please. Dave, did you have your kink peanut butter it. cheese crackers with you down in the I Dominican? Had them. Right. Uh, I texted my wife the second day. I uh, said, uh, I'm, I'm just about out of all the little snacks you, <laughs> you did for me, but uh, I got through They got nothing to eat down there? Well, Dave, something, I'm too particular. picky. I'm, pick too pick I'm too yeah. picky and... They have rice them. and beans, and those are two things that he's he's out. If they he's touch not, each other, yeah, just the rice is okay. You don't okay. mix stuff. No, he doesn't yeah. like to mix. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> there's some weird shit there, but that's the be that's the better of the countries, though. Oh yeah, you know. So I the, take that. the Dominican Republic, they share an island with Haiti. Oh, well, yes, they which do. is the worst place in the world. Right, and they talk negative about Haiti so bad. I oh, said it's bet. connected. It's right there, it, and they say, yeah, it's a different thing. I'm like, no, it was uh, actually the Haitians were here before you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they used they they burnt it all up. Yeah, and, right. Now, yeah, what a mess. We talk shit about Californians. I mean, yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Dave, yeah. they they had edible food at the Perdomo factory tour, though. Yeah, right? it was good because they did it. Yeah, yeah. So Tony's here for comedic reasons, <laughs> but also, and he'll tell you when I get a new blend in, a new thing, or something I'm trying, I got a little circle of people. And Tony V is one of the circle of people. Oh. And I give him stuff to take, and I say, you got to let me know, though. And I give a little review on yeah. it. Yeah. So far, I'm loving this. Yes. Yeah. You have no problems with this one whatsoever. Thank you. This, I'm this a huge is, this fan is of Nicaragua. And very aromatic. Yeah. It's kind of in the full-body category. It's, right. get, it's getting there at an eight, maybe. But it's 10. not overpowering. No. And it, but it's very flavorful. You know? Yeah. I smoke two. Yesterday mm, of yeah. it, and, and the cigar we're going to smoke in the next hour too. Uh, you guys, uh, you got two home runs 
back-to-back. He had the brand new, but there's two home runs. Where do you go from the, these two? I mean, I mean, because the trade show's coming really early this year. So. Yeah, and, and the idea that we would have something fleshed out available at the trade show that we weren't already working on is is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, there's it's a lot of times you can only ask so much. You only have so much space in the store. Mm. Retailers only have so much space in the store. And a lot of times it's addition by subtraction. You know, like you've got to make sure what you, you don't have. don't kill one of your own children while you're trying to expand the portfolio. That's right. That's yeah. right. And I, it's unfair to ask you to continually grow with us by adding product. Yeah. It's, you know, interesting that the, uh, these can last for just these two new ones can last a couple of years and be fine. Yeah. As new. We, no we, it is our 20th anniversary this year though. Uh, so there might be something we've already been working on all right. that would be cool. available. That to sounds me. There like might a hint. There might sounds be. like a hint. Yeah. So it's obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. And then I go from there or right. whatever. Yeah. Not $20. No, it will not be $20. Right. Well, not $30. It will not be $30. You know, this is what I like about Kristoff. They're reasonably priced. Yeah. I mean, they, $10, you know, $10 cigar. $10 cigar. Yeah, pigs eat and hogs get slaughtered. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it's, we, we just want to deliver a good, uh, like, in our factory walls, it's not a lady with bananas on her head or anything like right, that. Right. It's quality, consistency, availability. That, that's, that's what's what, written. That's, that's what, what we try do. to do. Yeah, yeah, I like it. What's the thought process behind venturing away from the unfinished foot and also venturing away from the uh, tobacco inside the boxes. Uh, so reta- number one, retailer feedback. Um, not having to sweep every time somebody buys uh, one of our cigars is 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 a good start. Um, the other thing with the uncut foot, and I don't know what if it happens to you guys the way it happens to us, but it probably has cost me ten grand in shirts over yeah. the last ten yeah. years of just the you light the tobacco it. Uh, ember falls on your shirt, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. golf shirt or something, yeah. and it burns directly sure. through it. And then you, I remember one time when I was a rep, I was leaving my house, driving up. I lit a, one of our cigars, obviously. It burned a hole in my golf shirt. I stopped at the rent them outlets, <laughs> bought, went to the Under Armour store, bought the same shirt, got back in my car, relit my cigar, and the ash went right through it, it again. Yeah, yeah. Same exact thing. And I was like, you know what? Maybe yeah. I'll try again tomorrow. I'm that just going to go ha- home. That used to happen to us in the 70s with uh, seeds yeah. from, the, yeah. from the marijuana. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, for those of us who imbibe, right. you know, it's completely legal now. But yeah, I had seed holes in everything. Yeah. My parents couldn't understand. I, I don't know. I get birds pecking at me or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Jared, you were at the expo. I was. What's your takeaway? It was. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. You know, any You've chaos. Been to them all. I but yeah, and any chaos that was happening it was you know ducks paddling on a pond. You know, we didn't see from our side. Yeah. The chaos underneath the waters. You know, like it was. Uh, it was really good. The food was good. The attendance was good. Everybody was really engaged yeah. too, like asking good questions and stuff like that. I thought it was awesome. Well, all right. Right. beautiful. And you won. I won. You won. Do you, own, <laughs> do you still own the cow? I do. I, I do. Are you gonna, there's, it, there's a few possibilities that could be donated to charity. That could be free willy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Let, the, let the cow go free. Go, but I yeah. got a feeling they will sell it to somebody else if mm. they do that. So. Yeah, but you know what you need to do is uh, bring it get, home. Yeah. No. Well, you gave yourself <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, your your grandson would love it if right. he had a cow. As your new pet, yeah. I got a pet cow. And tell everybody. Uh, no, just let it go. Like get a trailer, take it up to Vermont or wherever cows live, and go. See you later. Do do cows live in the wild? Sure, there's wild cows. feral feral cows. Yes, there's wild cows. Sure, of course. I've never met one. 
But the level of difficulty, if you had cows and yeah. somebody released a new cow, would how, you know? how long would it take you? <laughs> would you know? How long Say, you... wait a second. What is the cow auditing We process? seem to have an extra cow. <laughs> I don't recognize you. Imagine the news articles and stuff that would come out after the, there's a cow on 93. <laughs> right. you know, whatever. I mean, you I don't bring it to Beacon Hill. On the bring highway. it to Beacon Hill and release it. <laughs> because he's got to be out there looking for... Whatever they eat, right? They grass. eat grass-fed. They eat most I don't anything. Know, he would Leaves, have to look grass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tony, maybe you could take it to Charlestown. We we could use it. I could let it graze up at the Bunker Hill Monument. That'd yeah. be perfect. You'd probably uh, get elected mayor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Tony, you thought of the expo? You 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 were supposed to be there as a guest and just enjoy yourself. Yeah. But you ended up working ended, both days. Yes, I did. <laughs> One day was scheduled, as we know. Yeah. And then. We had an unfortunate incident, and uh, I got to give credit to uh, Ed Sullivan on this one. He goes, just come, hang around, and uh, just in case. (laughs) And the just in case happened. And you know, like a you know, I I had my clubs with me, and uh, I stepped well, in. That, well, that's mm. it. You, you you pointed at your head, and you said, "I brought everything with I, me." I got everything I need right up there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. They were a nice crowd too. Yeah. You know, sometimes those can be rough. It's all primarily men. Yeah. And a few women, you know, who may be being held captive. Yeah. And you know. <laughs> I always start those shows by, ladies, if you hair against your will, blink, and I'll send help. Uh, but uh, but they were a great crowd, and they were ready for comedy, which is you know which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. before all the game show and yeah. everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you run a tight ship too. You know, timing, timing wise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't. Uh, I That's how it is every day, actually. Right, right. Yes, Jonathan, absolutely. Every right. day. I'm a timing guy. Right. If, well, you said to the other comedian, look, I'm going to say your name at 8.15. If you're not here, you ain't getting paid. Right. Yeah, and that's, I mean. Have you heard from him? I, I have a voicemail from him. Really? Yeah. I, I, hope, he, I of, hope he's okay with it, but yeah. kind of, I apologize to him on the phone, which he should apologize to me. Which of course. I, I don't need an apology, but I feel bad that. I scheduled him, and he didn't go on. But yeah. he said, I'm 25 minutes out, yeah. and it's showtime. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But yeah. it's something in the comedy world that that, that is that, actually that is, acceptable. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine one time. We were doing a show at uh, in Drake at the at the, uh, Four Oaks Country Club, right? And this buddy of mine, and I'm not going to use names again, but he's notoriously late, and he notoriously wants to go first on every show, although he has nowhere else to be. <laughs> And he ca- he's lost getting into Drake it. And he goes, all right, uh, I don't know where I am. I go, okay, where are you? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> I go, okay, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you see? see? Blah, blah, blah. So I go, okay, I can talk to you. And he goes, I got to go first. I go, listen, you hear that noise in the background? That's them introducing me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm walking to the stage talking to you. You cannot go first. Okay, I'm going first. <laughs> and I go, all right. And I just hung up and, you know, went yeah. on. Uh, did he we're, go first, Tony? He didn't. In, in his head, he did. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do no, you, you know, comedians aren't the most stable people in the world. I don't oh, know if really? you know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't draw from the, the cream of the crop always. Yes. Yeah. What's with the crowd work stuff that you hear? This guy's good with crowd work. <laughs> this guy's not. Is that... A thing that is a it, skill set that you should have in case you're you, diving with your material? It, well, you should have it in case it comes up. 
you know, uh, and some people, it be, it's become their stock and trade, and a lot of that's due to TikTok and uh, uh, Instagram because they want to put content out. Not bare material. But not though. bare material, so they'll do their crowd work. The problem I have with people who do crowd work is most of the times it's just it is a magic trick where they're leading the they're leading the person they're talking to into a already formed bit. Uh. So now it seems like you get extra credit for making it up when you didn't. You know, if if it's genuine crowd work and you and you know you're just dealing with somebody and it becomes funny, I'm all for that. You know, I don't welcome it. But if it happens, doesn't it seem like it's just going to encourage more jackasses to yell shit out? Well, yeah, everyone thinks they. Yeah, I'm helping you out. That's my favorite one. I was helping you out. Yeah, I came with nothing to say. If you weren't here, I'd just be up there doing birds in the shadow with shadows. The real help is if you wore, a, let's say, just a purple suit. You've done uh, that. I've done that You've to done help that. Jimmy Dunn To out. help Jimmy. <laughs> a letter high fastball, he, I think, but, is what he called yes. that. But you didn't say scream out anything. No, he no, ended no. Up no, no, no. The, the, yes. suit did, the suit did all the screaming. I, oh, thought, yeah. I so, thought for sure that I was going to be helping Tony V out, and he looked right at me and was like, I am not touching. I'm not touching. <laughs> and he just moved on. So heckling is bad. Don't heckle comedians. Don't heckle. Right? It's not, no, you're not going to win. And, I mean, if it's and a it doesn't comedian help. knows what to And it doesn't help anything, and it loses the rest of the crowd. I had a show. I uh, This weekend, I'm working at uh, the Off Cabot in, uh, in uh, Beverly, Mass. Yeah. And, you know, I was doing a bit last night about, you know, I do that bit about I've never seen my mother's ass. Yes. You know, and I ask guys in the mm-hmm. audience and. Everyone goes no, so I can go on with the joke and you, because you see it when you go to these these the right you, you go to the beach and yeah. there's all these butts hanging out, and I go with growing a whole generation of children who will never be able to make that <laughs> statement. Yeah. You know, hey, have you ever seen your mother's ass? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice dumper on the old lady. Yeah. You know, and it usually gets a laugh. So last night I do the joke, and it it, it went really well, and literally. 15 minutes later, a guy in the audience goes, oh, I saw my mother's ass. 15 minutes <laughs> 15 later. 15 minutes, I go, dude, I'm in another time zone now. Right. I, you know, wh- where was the... I go, if I saw my mother's ass, I think I'd remember yes. that. that would, and it would take 15 minutes yeah, to recall. Yeah, no, you wouldn't have to conjure that up. I, that was Searching be, a Rolodex right, of ass, right. elderly asses yeah. in his head. Like. You, you would be bleaching your eyes for 30 years to try to get that image out. So then we got to, now I got to go revisit it and I go back into it and I go, how? You know, I'm now I got to yeah. know. Well, she was making Thanksgiving dinner and her, her skirt fell off. I go, it. wait, your mother's making turkey dinner commando? Right. She's in the kitchen, pantyless, right. with an apron on. And she just drops trowel. He goes, yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. I go, thank God you had done stuff in the turkey. It could have got confusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, right now it's time for the question of the week, and that's brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. It's a brick-and-mortar question. Mm. To the best damn cigar podcast, period. I have a conundrum that I'm hoping you all can give me advice on. I have a local brick-and-mortar that is 17 miles from my house, but I only frequent when my wife and I are at DEFCON 5 level of no cigars, and I can't make it to the better brick-and-mortar 35 miles away. My concerns are he has maybe 65 SKUs and only carries one Vitola per cigar. 
Today, there were more empty boxes on the shelf than ones with cigars, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't even have his prices marked on the boxes. They are only in the POS on the iPad he uses. Would I be a complete douche for mentioning that I'd probably do more business if he alleviated some of these things or just accept that he's mainly a hobbyist and just keep better stock so I don't have to worry about it? Jared, you tour the United States. You visit all these stores. Is this a surprise to you? It is not a surprise to me. It is not a surprise That is the me. sad thing. It's, there's, you would be so surprised how many stores don't have point-of-sale systems, how many stores aren't ticketed and signed. And I, when I had a real job, I worked for Target, Bed Bath & Beyond. And 80% of our energy, besides for stock in the shelves and customer service, was signage, pricing, and those kind of related activities. So That's the only way to mine the data. It, uh, of course. Of course. You can see trends coming a mile away when you have a And you know how, what to buy and when right. to buy it and all the things you would think would be important to operate. And what about this one size of a brand? Well, it does absolutely no favors to whoever sold it to them. And they very well could be small enough to where they're buying from uh, a distributor and they th- that might not have any depth or whatever. But if you're a brand and somebody says, I, I'll, I'll give you a shot, I'll try one cigar, one, one facing, you say no to that. Right. You say no to that. It doesn't do you any favors. You're going to get lost. And you're confirming to them that the cigar is not going to sell because it's just going to be sitting in a corner somewhere. Even here where we always smoke the same cigars, I just know Tony loves the 60 ring gauge cigar. So let me make an audible and give him what he's going to like so he'll enjoy it even better because we're smoking 54s. He'd like a 54, but he's going to love the 60 and we'll turn him into a buyer. It's excellent. Excellent. It's a fantastic cigar. You know, and I'm not just saying that because you're sitting next to me. No, we're going to tell the truth here. We're going to get the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. A lot of truth. It's fantastic. So, Jared, uh, I know Tony V that's here with us today is a big rock and roll guy. And that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to talk about today is rock and roll music and stuff. Are you into music? What kind of music do you like? I very much like you. I do not listen to much music. Yeah. I, I, I really don't. I do. I have. I've heard it. You enjoy music. I do. You know, that's it. But I don't listen I've had to people much say that to me. Yeah, I don't really like music. <laughs> I don't kill yourself. Yeah. So, so I did, but I got into the business for 12 right. years. Right. And then I learned to, you know. You, you sort I, of tune it I, I got out because the new music that came in, I, dis- I disliked. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm starting to hate the music that, that's coming out. But I like the old stuff, of course. Mm. And But I listened to it for 12 years, right. five days can't. a week. You know, every day of the week because I had to get all the new music and stuff. So I got sick of it, yeah. and that's what ended up happening to it. But I'm starting to, to to like some new things because I'm writing music now for the first time in my life. I, I write some music. <laughs> I came up with three commercials for uh, the J.C. Newman Company. They're, they're the guys that have Diamond Crown cigars, El Baton, Brickhouse. And I made a commercial for each one of them with me singing. I wrote a song and wrote three different commercials. <laughs> really? Because they said for the past few years, we've been running the same commercials now for 10 years. We have to change it. And I said, yes, yeah, send me the new commercial and we'll change it. They don't. And the next time they come up, they say, we've got to change this commercial. So I thought I'd take it upon myself to actually come up with something. Is it for this show? For this show. Yeah. Oh. Will we hear it today? We will. We're going to hear it on commercial break that's coming up because I sent them the three. We did them on the show. They heard all three. Or they could choose what they have. Mm -hmm. Or the fifth choice is they would come up with their own and send it to us. Their marketing company, their marketing department, they have a whole department in marketing, have finally made a decision. 
They sent it to me. I sent it to Ed, and it's going to be on the commercial that's coming up yeah. next. And Eric didn't seem too sure about it when we played it for him on the show. Right. So they've, they've made the decision up, and we're going to get to that. We're going to go to break right now, and you're going to hear it. It's one of the commercials on this break, so listen up to see what it is. You may be surprised what you hear. Maybe you're not going to be, but we're going to do that when we come back. And when we do come back, we're going to talk rock and roll yeah. and more about Christoph Cigars. We are live in the Toscano Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Cigar in the shop called Elberton, Elberton, Elberton. There's a cigar in the shop called Elberton. Cut and light one now. Elberton cigars are handmade premium cigars from Nicaragua, created by the J.C. Newman Cigar Company. Expect a smooth, hearty smoke with a little spice and a great value. There's a cigar in the shop called Elberton, Elberton, Elberton. There's a cigar in the shop called Elberton, cut and light one now. In a world where the open road calls to the adventures, there is a cigar that pays tribute to a journey of resilience and determination. Introducing the Christoph Guardrail Cigar, a testament to the indomitable spirit of its founder, Glenn Case. The Guardrail's blend takes you on a captivating journey through the world's finest tobacco regions. Brazilian Maduro, Dominican Binder, and a unique touch of Zimbabwe. This medium to full-bodied cigar offers a variety of flavors that will delight your senses. With notes of caramel, the smoothness of French roast coffee, and the allure of dry cocoa, the God Rail's complexity is unmatched. Whether you're celebrating life's victories or savoring moments of camaraderie, the Christoph Guardrail Cigar brings people together with its unforgettable flavor and creamy finish. Take your taste buds on a ride they won't forget. Experience the Christoph Guardrail Cigar today. Christoph Cigars, take them for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy. 
The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. Hey, this is Henderson Ventura from Adventura Cigars, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa black, white, and red. West Tampa Cigars, it's passion with a purpose. Welcome back. It's Rocktober, and uh, we are smoking a brand new cigar. This is the Christoph Nicaraguan. Tony likes it. I like it a lot. Beautiful. Yeah, it's really, it's very smooth. It's very flavorful. It's not, it's heavy, but not overpowering. I agree. Yeah. It, it's probably an eight in strength yeah. for me, but it, it doesn't have a bite to it or something. I can get through it. Yeah. Uh, because some of the strong stuff that I give you and I go, yeah, I don't smoke this. Yeah, it's too yeah. strong for yes. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But this is fine. I smoke yeah. this the, now regular. The thing I tend not to like in a cigar so much is that th- there's a high note, I call it, like a cedary like a spice, and that doesn't do it for me. It, it you know, like you, you taste the flavor, and then all of a sudden you go like, ah, oh, that's like you a, think ammonia, like clothes, something like that. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. yeah, that's usually young tobacco that yeah, ends but, up having that bite to it and feel it in my throat. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. That, that's underage, and you can tell immediately. Yeah, there's none of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, in. Uh, it, in pairing, yeah, uh, you're not a drinker, but no. um, sometimes people pair their cigars with a certain alcohol. Yeah. What would pair to it? So, uh, what I would like you to pair with this, I can is remember a song. my drinking days, by the way, okay. and this would go with uh, with a nice brandy or uh, a Jack Daniels. Mm. Okay, I remember. You remember? I, How I long mean, has it been? I don't remember specifically my drinking days, <laughs> yeah. but I remember. Like I remember the first lot, sip, anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a, a lot of chunks missing out of my life. <laughs> you know, like I I apologize to people just out of hand. Like people go, "Hey, I met you in 1982." I go, "Yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> I, you know, I'm because sorry. the comedy thing was yeah. drinking and drugging. That's all we did. I mean, it was it was insane, and it it's not right. Please don't do it. But, yeah. we, but we had a ball. It was yeah. either that or get a regular nine <laughs> yeah, to five. Yeah, Fuck and that, that was not for me. I knew it wasn't meant for me. But you asked me what song I would pair with this, yes. and it came to me immediately: "The Low Spark of High Hill Boys" by Traffic. Mm. Ed Sullivan knows his obscure never, songs. Never right. heard of it. What I was going to go with the. Uh, I, I think it works. Yeah, Ed thinks it works because it, it's it's smooth, it's rhythmical. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of it's got low notes. It 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 seems heavier than it is, uh, and it's very melodic. Okay. See, yeah. I think it's the and this could also be a misheard lyric, the penis colada song. Oh. <laughs> because if you're not drinking, you yeah. can have it at the same time. You know, you can listen to that. Uh, yeah. So this is Rocktober. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you know about uh, Rock, there's a Rocktober Fest. Yeah. People keep it going. 
You know, you no, know what I mean? No, th- this is for climbers who get together <laughs> oh, and cheer well, their enthusiasm no. for rock <laughs> No, no. It's a real thing. I, I good. Bunch I, of exercise enthusiastic douchebags. Right. <laughs> hanging off a cliff by wires. Look, Come I on. can do a one-finger pull-up. Yeah, I'm yeah, awesome. Yeah. But we're talking about, and rock I believe music. it was... BCN. That it was BCN. I, I believe they started it. Back WBCN. In the day. Yeah. The Rock and, of Boston and, started this thing. Yeah. And my buddy uh, Bob Get Goldthwait and I have kept it going w- with ourselves. We we each year we try to see who can who can wish each other Rocktober first. <laughs> you know. And this year I'm showing my age a little bit. At ten minutes of midnight, I go. All right, I got ten minutes. And then the next time I know, I woke up. It was quarter of one, and it was a message. Oh. <laughs> yeah. ah, I got gotcha. you, Happy Rocktober, you bastard! <laughs> and uh, you know, so we go back and forth with that. So we do it sort of jokingly, but I really love the music. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. And I'm the lyrics, because I see you yeah. posting the lyrics yeah. now. And yeah, every year Ed, Ed and I did a Rocktober post a couple of years ago, and we every did. day the depth. Yeah, every day. And this year I, I focus on on lyrics and see if people can figure out who it is and. The stuff that I, was meaningful to me. I think me. today you had the band, right? The band, yeah, yeah. Uh, from uh, Life is a Carnival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Any chance you have any of those people working on naming your cigars, Jared? As a matter of fact, no. They were yeah. a band, and they yeah. ba- called themselves the, the band. band. The, yeah. I mean, it's probably the same marketing agency. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great if you just call the cigar the cigar. Cigar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised Dave has done it already. It owns yeah. that trademark. They do? Cigar? They do. The, the cigar. cigar. Oh, that's great. They had it, I would yeah. do that. Like the, a generic cigar. Anything you can think of that should have been a cigar was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem with trademarks that ends up happening because they blow it every single year. They show up at trade shows and then somebody suing somebody over a trademark because they didn't do the search. Yeah. Which you can go in and do the search and it would save a lot of energy if they would just do that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and that's probably why, let's call it Christoph Nicaragua, because Nicaragua, you cannot trademark. It's public domain. It's, yeah. It, yeah. It's, a, it's a place. People can go yeah. there. Yeah. 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 So that's how yeah. that works. You know, Best rock and roll band? Yeah. Best rock and roll band, The Who. Without without question, the who. Without question. Without question. I, I mean, w- I love my Springsteen, but in terms of you know uh, changing with times and keeping up and doing new and see, I uh, I, I go a different direction. I would say ACDC because I still play ACDC at weddings. You shook me all night long. You're going to mm-hmm. ask the next question. I'm going to tell you now. That's the best rock and roll That's song. That's the best rock and roll song. It still stands the test of time. It still gets played at almost every do you, function. Do you play Highway to Hell at weddings? <laughs> no, but, I, but at, at middle school dances, they fucking <laughs> love it. <laughs> best rock and roll song? Would it be a, a Who song or not necessarily? Uh, you know, I would, I would not necessarily. Uh, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to say what the best rock and roll song is. It depends on your mood and, and what you're into. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I had a... Uh, 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 pick a who song. I, I would pick Bob O'Reilly. Yeah, you know what I mean because it it was at a, a point where uh, wasn't a whole lot going on in rock and roll, and they they sort of fused new and older uh, uh, types of music together, yeah. and it and it it kicks ass from the beginning. And my absolute favorite who song of all time is Magic Bus. Yeah, mm. which is which is just a, a a great song. But the the beauty of rock and roll for me is you never you can you, today I was listening and I listened to uh 
Little Steven's underground garage. Oh, yeah. Steve Van Zant from the E Street Band has his own radio station on uh, XM and Sirius. And they had uh, Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes covering Happy by the Rolling really? Stones. And I'd never heard that before in my life. Oh. And Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes, uh, next to the Foo Fighters, is the best garage band that ever existed uh. in the world. And they did a fine job mm. on Happy, which is not a typical Stone song because it's sung by Keith Richards, which isn't done a whole lot. You're right. And I, I was, you know, so you can always, you know, be pleasantly surprised without, uh, you know, without knowing you were going to get The other surprised. thing that's so great about classic rock is how timeless it really is. Because with the advent of streaming services and the access that we have to music, the stuff that ends up getting the hits, besides whatever's in the top 40 right now and that dies off because it's garbage, the classic rock stuff continues to rise in views and listens. Well, can it have yeah. longevity the, to the, it? Yeah, it does. The, right. Is the, it still relevant today? The other factors are the use of it in films, right? A lot of classic rock and hip-hop. All the samplings. The samplings, yeah. yes. Yeah. You know, really brought back some of the originals. Yeah. But, you know, that being said, you know, this ta- you're, you're Taylor Swift now, yeah. which is, you know, country pop or whatever they call it. She's in the NFL now, right? She's in the NFL. <laughs> yes. I thought so. I, th- I think she's playing deep safety <laughs> down in Texas. <laughs> And, it, and the thing she has going for her is people run by and go, is that Taylor Swift? And then they, they stop, off, they stop and it. they take a picture and they're off. Uh, but, but I take nothing away from what they accomplished. Like she is, she's very prolific. You know, I wouldn't want to date her. Uh, because you'll write a song about you, but you know she's re- <laughs> she's just released a, a movie on her own of her concert that is still going on, and it's playing in eight out of ten theaters wow. in one location. <laughs> it, that's that's insanity, right? You know, and she's she's made a billion dollars. She also it isn't going to have legs after. I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. Because Madonna was the same way, of course, and then that went away. Right, you know? right. Taylor Swift is smarter than Madonna. She is exploiting the music industry's rule of after seven years, if you remaster your stuff, you get all the rights back. She's remastering every single one of her albums after that seven year mark, and then tells her Swifties, they're called to only buy the remastered copies so she gets all the money. Yeah, she got bought it well, twice. She's going to make the money, but 25 she's, years oh, from now, she'll right, still I, be relevant. A, she'll still be relevant. Yeah. She's the next Dolly Parton. Really? Absolutely. Could, I mean, could be. She's very talented. You know? All right. That, Is, that, that woman can play the banjo. Yep. And that's not a euphemism for There anything. we go. <laughs> <laughs> Is A Small World After All a rock and roll song? No. Well, okay. Do you think we can Barely qualifies as a song. We can change your Who mind. do you have doing it? And I say this because Tony V asked this to be his intro music at the New England Cigar Expo, <laughs> but I didn't find it in time until after. Right. But here it is. And I don't know why that's what you wanted. We well, think- because we were doing midget wrestling. All right. <laughs> it's not a big stretch. Yeah. Although, what, you went for uh, Elvis Costello. As peace, Love, and Understanding, which sure. I think is also a great, uh, a great song. What did you go with at Fenway Park? Because he was the opening act for Bill Burr at Fenway Park. First comedian, First comedian ever, ever, ever to yeah. play Fenway Park. 35,000 people. 
Yeah, and it's thanks to my buddy uh, Bill Burr. I mean, he he. I probably sold nine tickets. I don't know what I sold. <laughs> no, at least two. two. We no. bought two. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe eleven then. And, and, uh, and they but, were so my people. my uh, my daughter and I cooked up a little. It was a little uh, thing for her and I. Uh, there's a song called uh, "The Beggar's Song," which is uh, popular now. It's a it's a more popular song now, and the lyric and we had them. We had him Cut the bump the music right up to this, to the lyric, which is, uh, I'm a, I'm a beat down, washed up son of a bitch. I smoked my last cigarette and all my money's been spent, but I'll be damned if I let it get me down. Hmm. And my daughter and I thought that'd be the funniest thing in the world to have an opening act do. You okay. Know? Yeah. And it worked out. It, it worked out perfectly. Those, you know, those who got it, got it. But, all right. Right now it's time for the confessional and that's brought to you by All Saints Cigars. Romeo e Juliet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, I changed palettes for the other one. It's time for the confessional. Is that one better? Better. All right. Brought to you by All Saints Cigars, featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? And this is the first time Tony's hearing this. <laughs> that was me I'm trying to do an Irish accent. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I noticed no difference. No, no. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. And Doug the Nub Thief writes, that's the throwback. Sorry, it's not him. Uh, <laughs> it's been quite some time since I entered the confessional, but I feel strongly that it's time. My wife and I both work regular jobs and each have little side hustles. When we got married, we agreed that our regular jobs would pay for the bills, the mortgage, and cars. Aside from our budget for fun money, which is $50 a week, we use our side hustles to buy the fun stuff. Since I started listening to your show about three years ago, I've been spending more and more on cigars. Mm. She tolerates the hobby, but started asking questions when I bought my second humidor and I had to do something. I explained to her that like fine wine, cigars get better with age, so I plan to stockpile cheaper cigars so that I can age them and make them better. Hmm. Then I bought a $50 bundle of Dos Ombre and left the receipt on the kitchen table as a decoy. When Uh. she did the math and realized I was only spending $2.50 each on my cigars, she lost interest in the financial side of my hobby and moved on. Nice. I didn't lie exactly. I also didn't come completely clean. My side hustle is dog walking where I listen to the show and catch up on the back catalog. She will never hear this. One of my favorite cigars is the St. Francis. So please beat me like a Mr. <laughs> Jonathan stepchild so I have a reason to load up. Huh. So Signed he wants a that is, that is very smart to do that. Very smart. Yep. Yeah. I'll tell you a quick story of people come in to buy gifts at Christmas time and the wife may show up and say, oh, um, let me get a box of such and such for my husband. Oh. And we uh-uh. we have everybody's database. Yeah. And we can see that, oh, my God, he buys this expensive thing. Right. And this is what he really wants. And 
the mistake early on was to, oh, let me show you what he really likes. And we learned, nope, no, give her what she wants. And then he comes back after, the week after, and returns Trains it. of men. Yes, and, and to do it. it up. So yeah. that would make me, too, that I, I'm lying to her. Yeah. But All right. I'm trying to well, save the marriage. He requested a, a heavy penance, Yes. Right? Oh, geez, I don't know if that's all that bad. I didn't give it to him. Try to smoke at least one All Saints St. Francis cigars this week. Because it really wasn't that bad. No, no. No, that's it. Listen, you shouldn't tell your spouse everything. <laughs> I thought you were going to say anything. No, well, I, in my case, that's, uh, that's yeah. it. Listen, when, when my kids were small and they didn't know I smoked cigars... I first started blaming my buddy Artie Januario. <laughs> you know, they'd find cigars out in the stoop, and I go, Artie must have come by. <laughs> what, did he smoke quit. cigars? Oh, oh yeah. Because he doesn't know. He doesn't now. know. He quit when oh, his grandkid came along. I oh. can't talk any sense into him. And he can, <laughs> sit, and he can be around us while we're smoking Yeah, cigars. it doesn't bother him. He still likes it and everything. Oh. But, uh, but, but then I started telling my kids, you know, when I'd go out at night, I'm going to walk the dog. Mm. And we don't have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I still to this day with my wife, you know, it'll be like eleven thirty, she's turning in and I go, I'm gonna go walk the dogs. Yeah. She'll go, yeah, no. Okay, you know. Tony, you did talk some sense into Bobcat though, right? I did. He tried to quit several times. But it's awesome because he sends you all his cigars yeah. when he quits. He, when he quit, he, he bequeathed me about uh twenty Cuban cigars. And he had quit, so you know, they they got a little crunchy. Oh. And I put them in my humidor uh, and left them in there for, I'm going to go a full two months, which was hard to do. Yeah. But then we smoked those at Fenway Park, oh. in Fenway Park, which wow. is- Before or after? Do it. After, after the show. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. What an experience. Yeah, it was it was amazing. We were out in, the, you know, one of the, the pavilions they have out the. 400 club or whatever they call it and uh everyone was gone there were about i don't know you know 20 or 40 people hanging around and we just sat in the seats and and smoked cigars nice memory cubans yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and Beautiful. they and they were good they were they were uh i think they were trinidad or, or mm. one of those nice yeah they were they were really good now there's so, only one answer to this question tony v best guitarist of all time ah oh, geez uh you know, I got to put uh, – I'm, I'm going to say this. Stevie Ray Vaughan hmm. is, is right up there. Because he died young. Yeah. Because he, he, maybe he wouldn't have been so – Yeah. Uh, there's they, got, a fellow, they got an edge. I think, yeah. he was better, I think he was better at playing um, Hendrix stuff than yeah, Hendrix than was. Than Hendrix was. You know, Hendrix was a lot of gimmicky – you know, he blazed a trail, trail in that style yeah, yeah, of guitar was, playing, but – Yeah, and he, there was a was lot a, of – Echo and uh, overdubs and you know and reverb distortion. and stuff like distortion and stuff like that, which is which was great for the sixties and in its time. And I, I'm going to give a nod to Prince. That's who I have mm-hmm. on my list. Yeah, you know, it, which I think goes underrated. He goes underrated as a guitar player uh, a lot, but I think uh, Ed and you'll help me out on here. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when they do My Guitar Gently Wheels yeah. throws uh, a guitar up at the yeah, end and it never yeah. comes down. I mean. And you think you think somebody's playing the guitar, and then they look, they pan over the prints, and it's him, and his fingers are moving, oh, you know, like 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 a blur, you know. Uh, unless you're talking bass guitar, in which case for me it's a toss up between Sting and Adam Clayton from U two. U two, yeah, I, I'd put Adam Clayton uh, up there. 
You know, Sting, yeah, I mean, he got the most out of the base that he could. And I got to say this. I, I'll go back to the who, John uh, John Entwistle. Uh, he was phenomenal. He was a, gr- a great, and I think it got lost in a lot of the theatrics, you know, because, you know, uh, Keith Moon would be kicking over drums and they'd be smashing guitars into into amps yeah, and windmilling yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And and, and uh, John Entwistle would just stand there and not move and they, just play these licks on the bass. That's what bass players are that's, supposed yeah, to that's what they just do. Just in a shadow yeah. off to yeah. the side. Now, speaking yeah. of drums, who do you put at uh, the top spot for drummers? Uh, Ginger Baker, John Bonham. I, I'd give John Bonham mm. uh, a nod. Uh, I gotta say, Phil Collins for myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Amazing drummer. I don't know. Oh, if you want to talk about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame performances, he did something with Mark Knopfler. Uh, it was Mark Knopfler. You had Eric Clapton up on stage. You had Phil Collins playing the drums, and they're covering a Mark Knopfler song from uh, Dire Straits. Absolutely shreds on the drums. I'm not saying he doesn't know what he's doing, but I, you know, I. He doesn't anymore. Not no, now. He doesn't no, play anymore. no. Too soon? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever gives enough credit to the studio people, like the Wrecking Crew. The Wrecking Crew, sure. yeah. Hal Blaine, phenomenal yeah. drummer. Carol Kay. Bass player. Oh, amazing. Uh, bass claims player. to have played on uh, over uh, 10,000 songs. Yeah. Yeah, that you know. And you opened for a lot of these. Groups. Yeah, back in the day, I opened for a lot of, you know, like, uh, I, I've i actually sung with the Beach Boys. You know, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, they uh, they took a liking to me, you know, because you of, my, the voice of an angel. My, yeah, my foolishness. So I got to sing Barbaran. Oh, and cool. little Deuce Coop. <laughs> wow. With them. Yeah, yeah. I sang with the Tramps. Really? I did. Yeah, yeah. They were playing somewhere, and I'm right in the front or something, and they kind of, I thought they kind of waved me up. Yeah. And I climbed up, and I went, and it was Disco Inferno, yeah. and uh, hmm. I went crazy, and it yeah. stopped me at all that hmm. would do something like that, but I did. I was opening for the Steve Miller Band down at the uh, uh, South Shore Music Circus. And I guess my son Gus would have been, uh, you know, like 17 or 18 at the time. And we got there a little early, and they were doing their sound check, which was basically half of their repertoire. And it was just my son and I in the amphitheater. Wow. Listening to Steve Miller play just for us. Holy shit. And asking us questions. Does that sound good? Is (laughs) is that fuzzy? I think you're good, Steve. Yeah. I think you're you're all good. Yeah, I opened for the Beach Boys one time, and uh, uh, John Stamos was playing mm. drums mm. for them. He used to do that yeah. periodically. And we're backstage, uh, you know, and I see John Stamos, and it didn't sort of click. And I go, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> he goes, what do you mean? I go, what? You're the guy on TV. I go, yeah, you're Uncle Jesse or whatever. You know? He goes, yeah, I play drums with these guys. I go, get the fuck out of here. Goes, yeah. And we, we, we talked for about 20 minutes. You know, so I, I've had a, a lot yeah. of experiences like that. Those are often bad gigs for the comedian, right? Because people aren't there to see comedy. Yeah, it, I mean, we're there so they can sell more liquor. Yeah, you know what I mean. They need the show to go so long, but it depends on the it depends on the act and the and the band. I opened but, for Casey and the Sunshine Band, and it was one of the best get shows I ever had in my life. But sometimes things go horribly wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know, when uh, we first started doing uh, the tents like that, you know, I, we were making good money in the eighties. It was like, you know, fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, 
And back in the 80s, that was that was good Coke yeah. money. That was, <laughs> you know what I mean? That was that go right in the front pocket. Right. No one that, you knew you. And were they there. would even say to you, "You want cash or Coke?" Yo, yeah. Oh, we they do that all the time. I don't want to tell stories out of school, but you know that that's how they'd get you. You'd get to a gig, and there'd be a couple of lines out. And they'd offer them to you for free. Yeah. And then at the end, they go, well, we can give you money. We can give you a blow. We can give you half money, half blow. I, and you'd always go, ah, give me the blow. It's going to end up that way. Anyway. <laughs> Nobody although, wants half a blow. No, no, although, no. Don Gavin said, if you take the blow, it's hard to buy a sandwich. Sandwich. With with it. It. <laughs> well, you don't want one for a long while either. There uh, we go. But so, there, there was a lot of that uh, with the openings. I opened for Kenny Rogers. Oh, nice. You know, but we were making good money. And then what happened was as it got more corporate and people got involved, the money started going down. You know, so then mm. you'd get off at seven fifty to do the same gig you did the year before for half the money. And then at some point we all stopped and went, No, this is If everybody stopped, but somebody's gonna take the <clears throat> Someone gig. did they're getting people for two fifty. Yeah. You know, and they, and you're gonna get a two hundred and fifty dollar comedian. And I would get panic calls. This guy is causing a riot terrible. <laughs> he's terrible i go i didn't hire him you did he goes well you got to come here and i go not for 250 right you know and they go how soon can you get here we, we got a second show and i go you know meet my price and i'll and i'll and i'll be right there yeah you know yeah you know so it, it's the business of the business that get that gets you all right we're smoking the christoph nicaragua and a new cigar out there we're talking a ten dollar cigar i say sensational Unbelievable. This really is gonna, this is gonna be the biggest mm -hmm. one. This will be your biggest one. Thank Mark my words, this is it. Uh until we get to the next one in the next hour. We'll see because it's another new one. Mm -hmm. Uh and you guys are killing it. So uh go to your favorite brick and mortar store, ask for Christoph Nicaragua, it should be everywhere now. It just started shipping. Yeah. It just started shipping, so it should it's making its way out to oh, stores now. It, it is a winner. It's we, a great it's a great cigar. Yeah. I, I gotta say that. All right, when we come back, uh rock and roll legend Janice Joplin died in an early age, but not until she saw Tony V's penis. <laughs> Those stories and lots more when we return. We're live in the Toscano soundstage. That's a hook to that, bring the yeah. people back. That might be what killed her. There we go. <laughs> We know there's no causality there. <laughs> You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99. And you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the cigar? Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. 
Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's Cigar Journal. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and believe it or not, I am 62 years old. Well, to celebrate my 60th birthday, we wanted to come up with something really, really special. I went and looked at some of our oldest tobaccos that we'd grown in our farms from 2014 in Esteli, Nicaragua, and we found bales of fillers. 7th and 8th Priming Lijero, just wonderful, rich, rich tobaccos, a dark, oily San Andreas wrapper, a great binder from Mexico, and then fillers from Jalapa and Esteli. This cigar is called the Rocky Patel 60th, looks like a dark chocolate, and tastes like a dark chocolate. It's got layers and layers of coffee, espresso, lingering spice, uh, it is rich and decadent. You're going to try one, and you're going to fall in love. This cigar got the number two cigar of the year in Cigar Aficionado. Rightly so. I hope you enjoy it. I love it, and I promise you this cigar is going to deliver everything you enjoy in a fine cigar. Some say cigars are all the same. It's just not true. It's you I have to blame. Well, I don't know, because what I know, there is a cigar called Aladino. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. They say authentic, so we're not confused. While the others say it's a word that's just abused. I guess that's so. They can't compete. At least I'm sure Aladino can't be beat. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Cigars uses authentic Corojo tobacco from JRE Tobacco. This is the greatest commercial you ever heard. Yeah. Hey, what's up? This is Bill Burr. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and now Red West Tampa Cigars. It's passion with a purpose. Uh, Dave, Raul Drake says that uh, the Aladino commercial makes the El Baton one sound like Beethoven. <laughs> yeah, we, oh, okay. yeah, they may have just set music back about 70 years right there. Although the kazoo playing, I have to say, was outstanding. Spot on. Sammy yeah. B. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy B. Yeah, uh, pretty good. <clears throat> Dave. We have an anniversary today. That's why there's the, snacks. Oh, there's pie. We should add Jonathan cutting it up, right? I know. Cut why it. is Jonathan the designated pie and cake cutter? I don't eat that shit. Well, we know you won't be stealing it. So it's a surprise to Tony V, who's a pie guy. Oh, my God. I love pie almost as, love as, as much as I love comedy and music. You had a comedy thing that's out there that's still out there. Yeah. Of, uh, pie Night. Pie Night. No, no. The, oh. The, podcast uh, oh we had the uh, two boston guys whack up a pie yeah myself and my buddy jimmy dunn yeah. so, so you can go and, find that yeah it's yeah there. it's out there it's called yeah. two boston guys whack up and a pie and extremely funny it's show. a good show we had a great producer you had a great yeah. producer yeah. and uh it went it went away this time last year yeah. right yeah. after you guys launched a uh, pumpkin. pumpkin we bought an 836 pound pumpkin and floated it at Hampton Beach. Yes. <laughs> this yeah. is what comedians do. Yeah. yeah. So you think it's crazy yeah. of the of the things yeah. that I do, but yeah. the best part of the these pumpkin thing, and it did float. We got yeah. it to float. We it it the hull was compromised, <laughs> uh, so it filled up immediately, <laughs> but it still floated. And then they, at the end of it, there, there were two very funny parts of it. One was, you know, I'm barely. Uh, stable on my feet on dry land. Mm -hmm. They had me walking through a, the rocky bottom of uh, of Hampton Beach with a sawzall <laughs> and a machete. And I go, you know, this is, someone's going to get hurt. Probably me, you know. And then at the end of it, oh, that looks fantastic. Blueberry with a crumbled top. Yeah. Yeah. See? Oh, my God. They didn't have your favorites, but I knew. But that's a, th I mean, this is, look I, at that. I knew blueberries on the list. Oh, right? yeah, I love a, a good blueberry pie, especially if they're, you know, real blueberries. Oh. And then when we were done, when we were done floating the pumpkin, <laughs> you know, we, I go to Jimmy, we got to get it out of the ocean. He goes, well, why? We'll just leave it. We'll just leave it here. I go, it's an 830 size. It's about the size of a Volkswagen. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I go, and it's, we're going to be hard pressed. That if somebody bumps into it, to go, no, no, that's somebody else's pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, and so we ended up chopping it up and, and dragging it out. But and then the show ended. And then it the ended show on ended. a high note. It, yeah, the, the, the pumpkin episode was the last episode. And, wow. You know, How do you Jimmy's, top gone, it? Jimmy's gone on to uh, uh, TV. I, TV. Uh, I can't, you know, because we're on strike. I can't plug it for but, him. But Jimmy, I, uh, I can't. You can't, Ed. It's uh, Jimmy. Dunn's in the Frasier reboot, playing a character named Moose, Moose who's yeah. a Boston fireman. Yeah. And, and did you see who um, Frasier was seen last night? He launched a new wine brand, and there was a cigar company that was there, United Cigar, huh. and there was Frasier with the cigars, and I... Uh, I United. Yeah. yeah. He's Logan living United. United. Yeah, I think it was in Chicago somewhere. Oliver was there, and... Um, I don't have any pictures of him smoking cigars. I don't know if he smoked a cigar. There he is holding a cigar, and he's and he's at the little booth that's there. But um, I didn't I didn't know also if I could. You know, I wanted to. 
what do you call it, hashtag Jimmy Dunn or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm not supposed to say anything yet, but I end up hearing little things of uh, yeah, you, our friends who yeah, get yeah. gigs. You can say things I can't because technically I'm on strike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. So, uh, yeah, he's, uh, it's like, um, is that the, like the two happy, two, two guys um, and a little man or whatever? Two and a half men. Is that the two and a half men one, or that's a different, that's the other comedian that I can't say? Oh, no, you're thinking of the one that Lenny Clark well, was planning to do, but that, yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Dunn's show had completed oh, before the strike. That's how they ended up doing it, because that right. completed. Okay, right. so that's out, that's happening. Um, you know, it's not going to happen soon, I think. They'll probably revisit everything after the right. strike. So That's the th- problem. There's a chance it may or may not. Yeah. Yep. Um, New England Cigar Expo. Will there be one next year? Um, you don't know yet. I will know Tuesday. So Tuesday's our meeting, and we may report back on that on the Ashole Show Tuesday afternoon because I get an 11 o'clock appointment with them, and they're going to bitch and complain, or they're going to say, we'd love to have you back. Who knows how it goes? You mean the venue? Yeah. Yeah. What could they bitch and complain about? I don't know. The police were there twice. <laughs> um, Smelled pretty smoky the next day The next church. day they had oh, church. It's, it's outside. It's in a tent outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it can't smell smoky that long. It was. It's a oh, yeah. I went into church the next day, and it was. It smelled like seven hundred people smoked cigars in that room. <laughs> Checks uh, out. That's exactly what happened. Right? Checks right. out. Yeah. You know, my eyes never bother me at, when I smoke cigars in any situation. And that night, same. It my eyes it got me. Well, Tony, it was worse in the totally indoor venue. The year oh yeah, and Jimmy Dunn did. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. We, yeah. What, uh, what was that place? The Burrows. The Burrows. The Burrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which they, they tore the building down after. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get the smell out. No. Oh, my God. So it's, it's getting tougher and tougher, but we'll see how that plays out. Right now, uh, we're going to have cigar number two. This is a brand new Christoph. What do we have, Jonathan? This is the Christoph Trace Compadres Toro at uh, six and a half by 54, the same size that we just smoked. Yep. Christoph Trace Compadres was developed by Glenn Case as an homage to his relationship with two of his closest friends, his factory manager and his childhood buddy. Both men passed away suddenly in the last couple of years, and Glenn saw this as a fitting tribute. The name adorns a frame that holds a picture of the three men together. A single, just like the last cigar we smoked, is ten sixty nine. A box of twenty is one eighty eight ninety nine, dropping the single price down to only nine forty five. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retail store that carries them, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. And Jared, this is not a Nicaraguan cigar. It is a Nicaraguan cigar. This is also it is also a Nicaraguan mm. cigar. Right. So this arose while we were working with that Nicaraguan tobacco and this is a project that's really, really near and dear to all of us because Rolando via mill. So the initials on the metals on the uh, on the band. Yeah. So RV is Rolando via mill. That was uh, he ran our factory for 18 years. One of Glenn's best friends in the world, like our mentor in tobacco and kind of everything. Uh, Chuck Finch, who is Glenn's childhood best friend, and then Glenn's initials in the middle. Yep. And uh, Chuck was Glenn lived. Chuck sold part of his land to Glenn, and they were going to retire kind of on the same plot of land, oh, and they were wow. like best friends. And then he died suddenly in a car accident. And then within several months of that, Rolando 
passed away from COVID in the Dominican Republic. Ah, jeez. Um, and and they, they have another, another cigar brand out there, which is Godrail, and that's mm-hmm. the one that almost took Glenn, Glenn out, too. Yeah. So he had a tough couple well, of years. Yeah. Like, and so uh, these guys were really important to Christoph. I mean, not only did Rolando make every cigar that we ever sold, pretty much, but um, Chuck used to come to the trade shows and help us set up. I mean, he was like, every time I would go to visit Chicago or something, Chuck would be at Glenn's house. They were just best friends. He was the nicest guy in the world and was a big part of Christoph, as was Rolando. And so Rolando, in his office in Santiago, had a picture, as you said, with the three of them, and the caption was, you know, Trace Compadres, the Trace Compadres underneath it. And so we just thought this was a really fitting tribute to those guys. Um, because it was a blend that we really loved. And so this is a really special project for us. All right, let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. All right. We can do a cold draw. Ed probably can't. Nope. <laughs> a little bit of an umami kind of earthy. Tastes very different than the other. Both Nicaraguan, very but clean. very, very different. We're going to light our cigar today with the Attaché 2. Uh, push button action, soft flame at an angle, so you can use it to light a cigar or a pipe. Easy adjustment at the bottom and the uh, flame is fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. This lighter retails for fourteen ninety nine. That is the Attaché Two. Ask for it by name. Here we go. So right off the bat, I'll say uh, a much milder cigar. Uh, not mild. I'd say it's a medium body. Medium, yeah. and the other one was full. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. This has a Condega binder. Um, which is a little bit creamier, a little bit milder. And um, the other one has a Corojo binder, so it's a little mm. bit spicier. So um, this, uh, this is really in my, in my wheelhouse. So you're on the milder mild, side too, yeah? Mild, medium side, yeah. 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 I used to like getting my ass kicked with the, when I smoked. You know, I liked really, really full-flavored stuff. Um, now I kind of just want something that I can enjoy and pick out all the flavors. You need a dad cigar to go with your dad bud. That's right. That's there we right. go. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Tony, I hate to bring up uh, your penis, but uh, I have to. Uh, because I try to bring it up as often as <laughs> I can. Yeah, and, and it's still going yeah, by. every with, now and again. With or without a blue pill. <laughs> uh, Janice Joplin saw your penis and was impressed. So tell us. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, and this is going back some for the younger people, they used to do uh, – a concert at Harvard Stadium. And this was all during the turmoil of the late 60s, early 70s. We had Bill Burr wanted to play, not Fenway Park. Yes, that's what he, he got Fenway Park instead, which is better. Yeah, they kept talking him into that. But yeah. he wanted, and he still wants to do Harvard Stadium. There's just something about the Coliseum looking uh, aspect to it that uh, appeals to him. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So we would go, uh, I lived uh, a walk from Harvard Square, which is where it was, and we went to see, and I was, I'm a huge Janis Joplin fan. I mean, I think uh, she is the, you know, she's the mark for all female rock singers. As, for sure. As far as I can, as far as I can see. And so we we went to the show, it was uh, Janis Joplin 
And it was a Canadian band that opened up for him. It was a, it was a good show. Anyway, so at the time, uh, uh, JFK Boulevard, what it is now, would be lined with uh, uh, policemen and uh, the militia, the, uh, you know, the soldiers. Uh, what do you call them? The National Guard. Okay. You know, because they didn't want any disruptions or or protests or whatever, and young people at the time were the enemy. and So you would have to leave the concert through this phalanx of of National Guard and police, and they all they had their weapons out and everything. It was a little intimidating. So I was a uh, drinker at the time, and uh, uh, we got went to the concert. It was fine, and I left, and uh, to avoid this thing, we cut through Harvard Yard. Okay. You know, where we weren't supposed to be. It was locked. Did you park your car there? I did not park my car in Harvard. Yeah. I did just once to do it. Just to do it. (laughs) It's like shooting a man in Reno. Cost me $30 for a parking ticket. Yeah, yeah. It was worth it. But it was worth it. (laughs) Right. So we cut through. We found a little way. And so I I had to take a leak uh, badly after the show. So I've never been inhibited about that. You know, I think if you got to pee, you got to pee. So I just whipped it out, and I started peeing against the tree in the middle of Harvard Yard. And then as soon as I'm midstream, uh, we see blue lights, you know, the and sirens. And I go, well, I can't stop now. If no. They're going to arrest me for pissing on a tree that's, you know, 900 years old. So be it. I got to take a leak. And the cop car pulls up and stops, and I think for sure my friends are dying laughing. And the door of the cop car opens, and there's Janis Joplin sitting in the back, staring at me, taking a leak. And she just, I remember this specifically, like it was yesterday. She just points her finger at me and goes, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And I go, let me finish up here, Janice, and I'll be right with you. And the car just took off. Yeah. And then she was dead, you know, like three months later. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not related. I, we don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Some no. things you can't get out of your head. Right? <laughs> you know, the, people have been driven crazy by less. There we go. So, Jared, has anybody saw your penis and been impressed? I, I would like to think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any but famous people? That's famous, the question. Famous people? Yeah. Famous people? Uh, no. 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 I've never showed my penis to a famous person. All right. Yeah. All right. I haven't lived. Right. Yeah. You put that on the bucket list. And yeah, see I'm, where on that goes. I'm on it. Yeah. Right now, it's time to ask the Dawn by Dawn Raphael Cigars. It's time to ask the Don. Brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars. Premium. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. Now... Here is the question of the week. And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Jay writes, Gents, my best man Rob sent a message a few weeks ago about my golf bachelor party and some soggy cigars. Yes, I am the sweet tip cigar lover. And by the way, the 30-day dry out period worked just great, albeit that response is coming from a sweet tip cigar lover. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Uh, I want to get Best Man Rob a cigar subscription so he can try out a variety of types, as clearly I am not a passionado. Jonathan, I think it's pronounced subscription. Yes. 
Uh, yeah. I, I just read how it's All written. Right. Uh, any suggestions on a great subscription uh, <laughs> for a great best man? And I would say, uh, Jay... Yeah, Scar Authority Care Package. What, what else were we going to say? Of course, we're going to answer that. And it is your best buy. Um, you know, there's not a bunch of crap in this. You guys got the uh, Christoph Nicaraguan in there. Before anyone before else. Before it even launched. Hmm. These are special things that end up happening. And I hope you appreciate it. You should. But uh, who knows? Um, Cigar Authority Care Package is still available. Every once in a while, we do shut it down. We hit another milestone. Start pressing the buttons, and um, it's available to you. Uh, they're all good, but uh, I'd say ours are better because you can follow along with the show, and he can learn about the cigars. The 1,000 people that were smoking that cigar, we were talking about it as it went on, so that's the whole idea of it. Um, and what's in the care package? We send four or five cigars, whichever you subscribe to, uh, out in advance of the show. Of the show. And then during the show, every week, one of the they cigars They can smoke along with us. Smoke along with us. That's ah, great. It's great, right? Yeah. How do you beat that? Um, so that that's the simple answer to that. Rock and roll uh, movies. Best rock and roll movie to see. Rock and roll high school. Great. Mm. But uh, with the Ramones. Yeah, yeah great. Top of, top of the list. Top of the list. Yeah. Uh, do you Animal like- House has to be up there. Animal House. Uh, you could classify that. And then if you want to know about... Like a specific time and and music, uh, almost famous with Billy Crudup. Okay, Blues Great Brothers, movie. Blues Brothers, Blues Brothers. And yeah, even no, I know I know I get shit on for saying this to, by some people, but Blues Brothers two thousand was also the the soundtrack is remarkable. Yeah, I mean they they picked their music accordingly. They knew. You know, they knew that much about yeah, it. Cappy C has a vote for Spinal Tap. I was just going to say that. Right. Uh, it was ridiculous, but it, 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 it was, was awesome. Yeah. It, it was a funny, great movie. Yeah. Those guys are great. Yeah. Second City. Jared, nothing on the music. You just, no, I, 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 music. What kind of music do you listen to, Jared? I listen to, I grew up, my father was into like uh, Van Halen, Steve Miller Band, Lennox right. Skinner. Yeah, so all right. I grew up with Journey. I grew yep. up with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Be careful what you say about Leonard Skinner. Yeah. We have a story about them, too. <laughs> yeah. I met them. Yeah. I met some of them because the other ones they, were They dead, were dead. Yeah. 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 I met them. You know, on that note, can I just say this? Yes. I just got my son this week to sign off on this. Two things. That after my demise, and I'm not going anywhere. All I feel right. fine. Uh, but he has promised to keep Rocktober going hey. in my, my memory. Excuse me. And the second thing he's going to do for me is uh, drive my entire uh, funeral procession through a car wash. (laughs) (laughs) Has that ever been done before? That is interesting. I don't I don't know that I made that up, but I think it's fucking hysterical. Yeah. You know, because everybody wouldn't know. (laughs) You just follow the car in front of you because you have to. Oh. And, and then, I just think a hearse coming out of a car wash in the middle of a Tuesday is hysterical. <laughs> and you've got to imagine the people behind it saying, I don't think we're supposed to be doing this. <laughs> right, right. Some people are going to pull out and what the right. hell is going on? But, but, but he's a comedian. Right, right, right. <laughs> and at one point, the hearse will be coming out and there'll still be a line waiting to go mm-hmm. back in. Yeah. So it'll be like a big snake. So that's going to be my last my uh, last gag for everybody. Oh, I I hope, now yeah. I hope I last longer than you just to participate. 
But he absolutely signed off on it. So All right. That's, that's good. a good kid. Yeah. All right. Right now it's time for the Fave Five, and it's brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. Tony, turn on your buzzer. I got to turn on my buzzer. It's time for the McAuliffe Fave Five, brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. Smoke five McAuliffe cigars and be entered to win $300 in gift certificates weekly. That's five $50 gift certificates and an additional five $10 gift certificates for your friends. In December, all winners will be put back and entered to win the grand prize. A trip for two to next year's McAuliffe Open House in Texas. Simply go to McAuliffeCigars.com slash TCA for more information. That's McAuliffeCigars.com slash TCA. Okay, this is like the family feud thing. So you're going to pick which which one hopefully is the highest ranking of, of now, it. Now, you have to keep in mind, no survey was ever done. This is <laughs> the Dave, survey was done. Dave makes this up. Uh, do not. Survey puts things says. in a list. So you have to think like Dave, not like people. Okay. I still don't know <laughs> what our ranking, but. And wait till the whole question is answered okay, the whole before question. you. Click it, especially Mr. Jonathan, who okay. presses that after I say this, the first word. Yeah. Okay. And then he goes from there. He'll be disqualified. He'll be disqualified, so and that's what will happen. So you press the button when you when you have an answer for it. The top five answers are on the board. Name a house you never want to be in. A house you never want to be in. Okay. And what do we got here first is the blinking one. Red. That's pink. That's me. Of course, it's I, you. I think he was early. He always does it. He yeah. always does. We, should we disqualify him? I'm going to say him? the White House. The no. White House is not in. The That's White House dumb. is there. So now we'll go to Jared. You're going to be next. Is Jared blue? Is Jared blue? No, I'm yellow. Oh, Tony's, Tony, blue. Tony's blue. What do you got, Tony? Uh, the House of the Rising Sun. No, you don't want to be in the House of the Rising Sun. That is X number two. Yeah. Now, we, we should probably go to the judges on that because that could be something else. You know, they sometimes have the slash mark as the other thing in the survey that people say. I got the hashes. I got everything. I, Jared, I, I, I know the answer. The, answer ja- Jared the, the, the big house, JL. The big house is number two. Nice. Uh, Jared has number two. You don't two. want to be in the dog house. The dog house is number three. Oh. So Ed gets oh, the shit house. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, no, that's Haunted House. Haunted House would have been number one, but you already blew it because you, <laughs> you didn't just say, answered. Yeah, you already answered, so you don't you can't get to go do twice. It Everybody already answered, so, so I got to go again. No, nope. Jared ends up getting it. The answers are Small House, number five. A, ti- a tiny house yes. like Bobby Kelly? Bobby yeah. Kelly has a tiny house right here in New Hampshire. The Drug House is number four. You don't want to go there. Dog House, number three. Big House which is jail, slash jail, as you slash, is number two. And a haunted house. We're here in October, Rocktober. It's also Halloween month, and that's why I put it in there, and that's it. You know, the the whole economy of uh, Salem, Massachusetts is built on uh, witchcraft, which was a heinous crime against women. Mm -hmm. So you know how many people come (laughs) in during the course of October? To Salem, New Hampshire, to thinking, us, thinking and say, where is all the haunted stuff? And I said, in Massachusetts, you're in New Hampshire, you idiot. <laughs> this is Salem, New Hampshire. They think they're in Salem, Massachusetts. I think every town should come up with something heinous so they could build their economy. Like, yeah. You know, in 1968, I 
kid was kicked in the nuts on Elm and yeah. <laughs> you know, let's have a parade. People want to sleep in these haunted houses and do all these things. Yeah. People were murdered in here and all oh, yeah, let's Yeah, I don't want any I, I don't want anything no, to do with that. I'm scared enough paying my mortgage. Yeah. Some lady comedian friends of yours are obsessed with the hauntings. Uh, Callum Plummer and uh, Kelly McFarland. Yeah, they've got a podcast. And yeah, they look into scary things. Yeah, that's what their podcast is not about comedy. It's scary things that they like. Yeah, they, yeah. Women seem to like the haunted stuff. I don't even like haunted movies. Yeah, I don't and want to watch. They, like, no, they all like, like to watch that true crime crap too. Oh, yeah, my wife is podcast. so big into the true crime. I go, "What are you planning?" Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's all, and I and I always say to her, "Look, it's always the wife. Right? No matter how it starts off, they were a loving couple who went to church yeah. eight days. No, the wife killed the she guy, did it. or she had a boy. She started fucking somebody right. else and had him do it. It's it's the same thing. It's every lifetime movie right. that you." See, it's all right. the same. I know exactly what's going to happen before it happens, and yeah. my wife watches it too. Yeah, and I don't know if this means anything. I often find my wife standing over me with a pillow in the middle of the night, <laughs> yeah. and she claims she was just going to get it. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. over so, and over, and over, over and over again. Here we go. <laughs> so we just launched the Cigar Hall of Fame dot com, uh, and we inducted a few cigars into it. It's going to be a building. We're going to build on it, but. Uh, there's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is what I studied into it before getting in there. Right. Who would you say belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that's not there already? You went to the Rock and Roll. I was. I, I was. At, I played cowbell with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame oh. uh, band. I'm a big cowbell yeah, guy. A huge cowbell. Yeah. yeah. And they they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They, they played. You know, Caesars don't fear the reaper. Oh boy. Yeah. Which yeah, is the, the one. Which is the cowbell song. Right. They go, you want to play the cowbell? Yeah. And my son rolls his eye. He goes, of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> and I got I got way into it. Right. Uh, I don't know I, I, who's not, who was uh, who's not in it. Well, they didn't let Warren Zevon they, in. They've not let. Well, there's there's a crime against humanity mm-hmm. right there. Werewolves of London. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a, a Rocktober song. That's a big Rocktober song. Yeah. Wasn't there some kerfuffle Lawyers with the Steve Miller money. band in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I think yeah. they wanted to let the band in, but not him or no, vice versa. I, I think they wanted the band to pay for tickets yes. to go. Oh, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were going to give him a ticket, but not, not, not the band. No. Yeah, no, that doesn't. I can't imagine. <laughs> Is there a Pete Rose of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like, we won't let you in because uh, you did something bad or, you know, did somebody they deserve to no, care They don't about really that. care. I mean, the fact that they still play Michael Jackson music right. is, <laughs> is, like, astounding to me. You know what I mean? And they talk about him with reverence. Right. You know, so it, it seems like it's a... You know, a double standard in terms of music. Yeah. Right. Yeah, hey, we, it's we separate good. we separate the music from the person. Yeah. Right. You know, but, but they don't do that with Woody Allen. No. He, he's, no he's he's done. Yeah. 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 Anyone who gets uh, uh you know gets banned in that business is is banned. But rock and roll doesn't seem to get. But there was so much shitty behavior back in the day, and it's you yeah. know admitted. So misogynistic. So who, is there somebody that shouldn't that you saw? You know. They put Aretha Franklin, and you say, she wasn't rock and roll. Well, and, Dolly she, Parton didn't even want to be in, and they made her. They yeah. made her. Now she's got an album about being Well, she felt bad about it. Right. But apparently, and I didn't know this, and there's another thing I learned in, uh, during October, that before she was a country star, she dabbled in pop music. Hmm. She had you know a career for a year or two before. So did became, Kenny Rogers. Yeah. I just dropped, just dropped in, in yeah, to, to see, see what, what condition, condition my condition, condition was in. in. Kenny Rogers well, in the first in the, edition. 
course, uh, Glenn Campbell was part of the Wrecking the Crew. The Wrecking he Crew, yeah. He was a studio musician, yeah. great guitar player. Unbelievable guitar player. Yeah, yeah. We saw him. I saw him, his last uh, his last tour. He had Alzheimer's. He had full-blown Alzheimer's, and he was on stage with his daughter but and his, he was good his son. Once he was on? <clears throat> when he played the guitar, his, his fingers never failed him. Afterwards, it was like talking to a bowl of pudding. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. But he would he'd finish up a song, and he'd go, "Oh, I like that song." And uh, who wrote that? And his daughter would go, uh, "You did that," you know. And he'd go, "Oh, that's good. I wish I knew who wrote that." <laughs> wow, yeah, you know. But then he'd play, and it was you know muscle memory, whatever. It was it's it was it was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sad getting old sucks. It does not for the week. Yep, yep. Um, the stars are stars out there to do cigar reviews on the cigarauthority.com. You can catch that every Thursday. That's on there. What did they review this week at Sullivan? I believe they reviewed a contender for cigar of the year, which is the McAuliffe Black. Toro. You believe they were going to be a contender? Or I you believe-, believe they're going to be a contender. Yeah. You think they're not? I don't know. We're going to see when that when that show comes up. We haven't fought enough because I was busy with the expo. To we got to start that fighting this week, we right? Gotta, yeah. All right. Um, apparently, it's a vacation for the senses. Ah. I don't know if you take- You want that? You take leave of your, your senses. senses. Is that a good thing? I don't to know. To have your senses know. relieved? So, so these people are smoking a cigar without a band on it. They don't know what it is. Right. They're giving their review, and there's 10 people per group that does this, and it takes the pressure off of us getting yelled at by a manufacturer, but they rated it well? They rated it very well at 90.83. Okay, and we're talking about a 7 or $8 cigar, depending on what and size that was. Listen, I think their strength score was appropriate, 6.67. Yeah. It might be a tad more than that. I'd call it a 7. but Okay. So that's an 8 or 9 for you, Dave. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay, uh, the after show this week, uh, we're going to have Hendrik Kellner. This is... Hanky Kellner's son, uh, the youngest son, we'll get into that, that he has two sons is named the, Hendrik Kellner. So it's the other Hendrik. The other Hendrik Kellner, yeah. um, who's in college in Boston, and we had him up here, and we did a little thing with him. And, uh, and you know, like sometimes you have a brother, Daryl, then you have another the brother, brother, Daryl? <laughs> it's same like that, brother, but in the Dominican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we are smoking the Christoph Trace Campagna, Trace Campagnas, Trace Compadres. 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 Yes. Because you couldn't say... The Three Friends? The Three Friends. Or Trace Amigos. Trace Amigos, which, which I, I own Dos Amigos. Yeah. I own that. It's an old, old brand. And Dos Ombre. So Ombres were taken also. So Compadres, mm-hmm. which is Friends also. Yeah. Friends yeah. as opposed to. There's a little tribute on the inside of the band, too, mm. if you open up the band. Which you, you're a guy that takes the band off right away. Oh, uh, yeah. Always. Yeah, because, you know, it. Uh, for me, it became a thing because when someone sees a band, they go, what are you smoking? You know, and if I take it off, I go, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into it. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, I, I find that, the, the you know, this is better. And I go, yeah, I don't give a shit what you think. I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying my cigar and you should leave me alone. Ah. And the reason I smoke cigars is to keep regular people away from me. It works. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. an asshole repellent. Right? It is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. You know, my favorite thing to say to people, and I do it all the time, you know, because people are <coughs> all the time with the cigars, you know, they they, yeah. they don't do it. And 
but people go, you know, th- that cigar is going to kill you. I go, yeah, but it's keeping you alive right now. So you should, <laughs> right. yeah, so you should be happy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so far early on, a little milder than the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe uh, a five. Which is more my strength profile, but and I don't. I hate to put brother against brother over here. Uh, I think the the Nicaraguan uh, more interesting flavors. I so that's far. the same. Yeah, yeah, that's the same opinion that I have. Right. This I think is much more approachable. And both of us like milder cigars. That's right. yeah, yeah, I feel the exact same way. Uh, yeah. Here's what I think. I think if we had smoked this first, we would have went, "Oh, that's a really good cigar," and then we would have got to that one and went. Oh, yeah. that's a yeah. really good cigar. You know, is that the, the same yeah. O as someone might say if they saw your penis? or It's the same kind of... No, that, that was more of a ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. yeah, it was more of a pursed lips. I, I think yeah. the impressive thing about the Nicaraguan is just the smoothness of it. Usually, Nicaraguan tobacco gives you a little kick in the teeth. Yeah. Not so with that cigar. Even, even, even understanding it has a Corojo binder, which yeah. is spicier traditionally, but it is really smooth. It, it is really, really smooth. is. Now, now, here's a question for you guys before you get into the next part of this. How long are you supposed to smoke a cigar? How, how far down do you smoke a cigar? Far as you want. Yeah. I, I feel like you do it the right way. You smoke it until you're done with it, and then well, put it you down. go really down. So I you really can't hold go. It. Yeah, I go right down to the fingers. Right. Even, even if you're not loving the cigar, do you let it go? No, if I if I don't love something, I'll let it go. Yeah, you know what I mean. But if I like a cigar, I, I think it gets better in the oh, last inch does. and a half. Yeah, it took me a while to learn, Dave. I was emptying the ashtray while he went to do a podcast because there was only you know a quarter inch. And left. he comes back and says, "Where's, Where's my, my cigar?" My cigar? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's where all the good stuff is. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, we have uh, a prize to give away: three emails and uh, lots more. Stick around. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Introducing Blackened Cigars, M81 by Drew Estate. A dark, bold, and unapologetic cigar collaboration. My job is all about taste. So when James mentioned he wanted to create an exclusive cigar, I was stoked. Like Metallica, Drew Estate has some of the most hardcore fans out there. I've known Rob Dietrich for years, and when he approached me to collaborate on this, we couldn't be more excited. I mean, Metallica, Black and & Whiskey, and Drew Estate, what could be a better passion project? We all came up with the vision of what a blackened M81 cigar would look and taste like. M81, Metallica, formed in 1981, as you can see right here just so I don't forget, (laughs) and now you won't forget because it's on this. We needed to craft a cigar unlike anything in our portfolio. One that would take cigar fans on the deepest, darkest, heaviest journey into the mystical world of Maduro. Full-bodied with notes of espresso, leather, and dark chocolate. Wrapper, a binder, a filler that is all Maduro, and they are all grown in separate places. You talk about a heavy leaf cigar, this is beyond passion. This shit is straight amplification. Blackened Cigar M81 by Drew Estate is bold, rich, and powerful enough to satisfy the most experienced cigar connoisseur, but also balanced that new cigar lovers can enjoy its tantalizing smoking experience as well. Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda 
have subscribed to one family, one vision with Miami Cigar and Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Havana wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year, and the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Mickey Pegg from All Saints Cigars, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and Red. It's West Tampa Cigars, passion with a purpose. So I ate my pie in between the break. I put my cigar down, ate the whole pie. It was a three-minute break anyway, and uh, the Christoph Trace Capagna, I put back in my mouth, Trace Capagna? Trace. Compadre. 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 <laughs> um, stayed lit. How do you get worse at speaking the I language? I don't know. It just gets worse and worse. <laughs> but when I pick up a cigar after I put it down for a few minutes and it's still lit, 
it gets an extra plus on top of yeah. that. It's got to be of how it was rolled or whatever, or the aging that made it stay lit. But when I have to relight a cigar, relight a cigar, that's when I start getting pissed off with a cigar. I put it down for one minute, and I have to re- relight this thing. Uh, a good three minutes or so, and still going to good. Yeah. You know, George Burns, who smoked up the 15 yes. shitty cigars. <laughs> I did. I think he was an El Producto guy. Yes. Or, yes, he was. Or Dutch master or something like that. I think it was the El Productos. Yeah. But, but he used to say, you know, he did it, and uh, if the cigar went out, so did the act. Yeah. When it's, yeah. It's over. It's over, you know. Yeah. So. He w- it was all timing with him. Yeah. Take a puff for the laugh, yeah. right? Yeah. And you got to do that on the stage. Oh, my God. That was such a joy. I haven't <laughs> done that in years where I was able to have a cigar while I was working. And I would absolutely be that guy if I could. Yeah. If I could still do that. I'd smoke a cigar during my act all the time. Because it is. It's, it's a, you know, it's a little bit of a pacifier. It's a, I hear a Ron White actually... Demands it. He gets to do it. Yeah, I mean, if I was selling out of theaters too, would uh, you know? Although I, I hear I he's too. he's pretty much retired, except for Joe Rogan's new club in Texas. He yeah. shows up there all the time. Yeah, he does. I think. I I think he got tired of the road and stuff like that. I was at life. Vulcan Gas Company in Austin, and when the Joe Rogan was still doing his show there, right? And he just came in. He said, mm-hmm. "I just got off a plane, came in." And he wanted to smoke a cigar. Yeah. And I was like, ah, we're all out on the balcony smoking a cigar. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. everywhere I go, I, I can sm- smoke a cigar. Yeah, like Red Auerbach. Yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah, one yeah. of those guys. He yeah, can he's just, just one of those he can guys. light up. Yeah. Do you know him? Uh, you know, we've worked together several times. I wouldn't say I know him really well. We did the Nantucket Comedy Festival mm. a few years back together. He was very personable. We had him at a cigar convention uh, for our oh, cigar industry. It was the best. It was a nightmare. Um, he, the <laughs> this day, is why it was the best. Yeah. The, the daytime, he did a, a thing early on. But then yeah. at night, we did a Davidoff black tie event. And let me get And it. they had a bottle at his table <laughs> that he drank before he yeah. went on. Yeah. And he got up there and, you know, you got to know your audience, I guess. Or no, this is my act, period. That's He's who Ron I am. White. Because he did Ron White to the most vulgar. I mean, people got up and walked out. Yeah. That was awesome. It was crazy. You were there. I yeah. was there. And my mother was there next to me. And thank God she's hard <laughs> of hearing and either missed a lot of it or made believe like she missed she a lot missed of a it. She missed a lot of it, yeah. Yeah, because it was brutal. I did a show the other night at the Country Club in in Brookline. You know, mm. it's one of the most exclusive places on the planet. And uh, And how did you get in? Uh, Just because you were the help? Because I was the help. I dressed in all black. I dressed in all black. Like a mime. Yeah, or like I was one of the waiters. Mm -hmm. You know, so they they slid me in. And, uh, you know, if if someone doesn't give me a list of demands, you know, I will read a crowd and know how far I can go. But when someone gives me a list of demands, I immediately go, fuck you. I'm doing what I want, yeah. you know, because you got to respect that I know what I'm doing yeah. as a, you know, as a professional comedian for 40 years. So do you know what happened with the wrestlers that I had? <laughs> I did give them two demands. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to thing. I know his act. I know exactly what's going to end up yeah. happening. I said, all right, two things. One is don't cut. You know, they cut. Uh, yeah, they yeah, bleed, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So let's not do that. Yeah. And the second thing is the stinky face. Yeah. Don't do the stinky I face. I mean, it's a church. You were trying to be respectful. Well, that's all. The, the pastor was two rows off of the stage. Yeah. <laughs> so 
if you noticed, when Meatball came in the thing, the first thing he did is say, this is going to be a PG, PG version. version. He was bullshit. Yeah, yeah, he was mad. Yeah, yeah. I said told this. And he Some, started right away, and he's looking at me, and I'm right. like, oh, here we go. Here we we got to go. get shit from a midget. Well, so some now, jackass started a chant, R-rated, R-rated. <laughs> who uh, did that now? Yeah, I wonder yeah. who that was. <laughs> so now he does his first match, yeah. but later he's going to come in at the end, yeah. right? So uh, after he does it, he comes over to where Jonathan is, and I'm standing next to Jonathan and the, the guy that owns the thing. And the meatball guy is saying to Jonathan, to uh, the, the guy promoter. that owns it, uh, I really want to do this. I got I to do it, blah, blah, blah. So the promoter says to me with him standing there, he says, Meatball really wants to do the stinky face. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, I know. Yeah, and he said, come on, it, I got the right crowd. This is going to be awesome, whatever. And I said, all right. <laughs> and yeah. he said, no, seriously. Uh, he wants to do it, and he's going to get up and do it. And I said, okay. Yeah. So he said, no, there's no repercussions or no. anything because, you know, there's a contract here and all this. And I go, it's all right. He goes, and you're not going to come back to us with any bullshit at the end of the yeah. thing. I said, go do it. Do what you want to right. do. Uh, but I don't have to watch this. <laughs> so I got up, and I go back yeah. in, into the staging area or something. Yeah. But there's cameras and shit, so I can see yeah. everything anyway. And But... Yeah, that got the big. It thing. was tastefully done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know about that. The uh, the inside baseball on that is that's not their normal referee. That's right. the guy that owns the ring. Oh, and he was the fill in referee, and he was bullshit. Oh, he was mad. He didn't know it was coming. He didn't know the stink face he was, was coming. He was. Oh. He thought he was just taking a fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that meatball was going to get the microphone and go up and do his thing. Right. And next thing he knows, is, the biggest a, midget in the world is dropping ass, ass on, on his, his face. face. He <laughs> did. He did turn his head. Dan got a great picture. Yeah. With with him, and it's now the picture. Uh, that I send out instead of a thumbs up. <laughs> so anybody, anybody who, who texts me or anything, and I respond with stinky the face. stink face. Yeah, oh, all right. We got a prize to give away. This show's going to go long, by the way. Uh, Yay! What a surprise! I know. So, what do you got, Jonathan? Uh, well, I have one that's not really eligible. I'm just going to give it to you uh, because well, Chris has a complaint. Uh, how about you talk about the prize? I'm not at the prize yet. I'm just giving this email uh-huh. to Dave. You can read that. It has to do with the stars slash boners. So you can... To complain? It, it's something. Uh, <laughs> this week, we're going to give away a prize by the folks at Aging Room. We've got an ashtray, a lighter, cutter, matches. And uh, Jared, you would probably call that a diary. I would call it a journal. Yeah. <laughs> this will, well, so we're going really well well to get three. We're going to get three emails. We got to pick our favorite to win the prize. The best response you could possibly give. That was outstanding. Sure. All right. Sean yeah. writes through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. Bulls on parade. Hmm. Just finished the what went wrong episode. So I'm sitting outside the tent on the pasture side, enjoying a couple of cigars with new friends, and we all watch the cows casually jump over the fence for their pasture. This leaves the cows completely free to roam towards the tent about 30 minutes before the micro-wrestling and your introduction of Bill Burr. As they start to roam towards the opening of the tent, the driver of the hay tractor runs from out of nowhere and is able to create a new pen using rope to save the day. At first, the cows jumping over the rope was funny, even cute. It took about 15 minutes to realize there was no more rope between us and them. Great show, and my wife loved it. 
She went to support me since she doesn't smoke, but ended up enjoying making friends with our table and Rick Rodriguez and his daughter. Hope you guys do it again. Signed, Sean. So the rope, by the way, is an electric fence. And I know this because... You know when you, you know something <laughs> and you have to touch it? Yeah. yeah. You want to know what it's yeah. going to feel like? Yeah, touch that. You yeah. touch it. that. Yeah. You got to touch it. <laughs> it's really just more surprising than anything, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah it's it wasn't gonna, painful. You're not going to stop your heart, but no. It's, no, but it's, it's a, annoying. Uh, show idea for the email of the week put by Nick on the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. Hmm. Gentlemen, I was thinking of an idea for a show. If it's not already be done, been done in the previous 700 plus episodes, would be to go through the major cigar producing countries and pick a cigar or two that best represents the flavor profile of that country. Like perhaps Perdomo or Padron for Nicaragua, Aladino or Rocky for Honduras, and so on. I think it would help people understand the different flavor profiles of the different countries. Personally, I am partial to Honduran Corojo and Nicaraguan Habano. Never had a bad Perdomo. But I'm always on the hunt for that quintessential Dominican cigar for when I want a lighter smoke with lots of flavor. Thanks for the consideration and entertainment every Saturday. You should try the Christoph Connecticut, by the way. That's a great Here we go. Connecticut out of the Dominican Republic. I had the uh, Corona this morning. Fabulous. You know, I think over time the, the country loses some relevance with all the blends nowadays. You know, you can make a, a perfectly good Nicaraguan cigar in the Dominican Republic. As we just had, right? <laughs> right. So right. I, I think, uh, I don't know if you'd look at uh, Puros from those countries, although those are often aren't the best yeah. cigars. Right. But Blend, blending is the best. So we could talk about tobaccos, like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, a, a Corojo grown in, uh, or Cameroon grown in Cameroon, or right. Honduras, or Dominican. They all have it now. You know what's the difference of each one? It's it's a point. It's a it's a weak show, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And Stephen writes through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. There are many titles thrown around the cigar industry: master blender, sommelier. I think Mister J deserves an upgrade from Mister. How about a PhD? In the car business, that means parent. The parents had a dealership. PhD. Parents had a dealership. We all followed, yeah. yeah. In, <laughs> yeah. I was, we were, we were. Playing the part of the interruption Dave <laughs> will be Jared. Uh, in academia, it means a doctor of philosophy. In this case, it would mean pandemic hysterical descriptions. That's another word for sexy, Dave. Uh, I think Dr. Jonathan fits. Uh, Dr. J? I never even, right, Dr. J. Uh, <laughs> Taken? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Take, uh, I don't even like the Mr. Jonathan thing. No. He's been doing it since the day I met him. Yeah. Mr. Jonathan. Doesn't it come I, off really bad the first time you yeah. meet him? I, I think you wanted to be a hairdresser. Yeah. That's yes. what that sounds like. I was talking yeah. to Lee, our new our rep here in New England, <laughs> and I was like, when I called on two guys 10 years ago, you called Mr. Jonathan, Mr. Jonathan. Yes. And when the first person told me that, I said, you're, you're fucking with me. Right, but in fairness, there's a zero percent chance uh, I'm going to call. When you and I met, I introduced myself as Jonathan, and I told you I don't like being called John. 
Jonathan's fine. It doesn't have to be Mister. I'm not that douchey. Yeah. Usually, I don't get read into what called somebody. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The were... fact that there's an amicus brief filed before you, <laughs> before I can simply say your name again, is uh, yeah. All right. We have to pick our favorite of those three. We have Sean that talked about the rope that was at the expo. We have Nick that said the show idea of uh, the countries, and Stephen who uh, just said that. <laughs> that is Mr. Jonathan's choice, by the way. The third one automatically becomes. I would imagine that was him, yeah. his choice. Do we Listen, have- I pick the ones that shit on me just as much as I pick the ones that like me. Do we have any others? That's it. No, three. That's it. Three. Huh. I have one here I'm supposed to read on my own. I don't understand what I do with this, but after the show? <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Can we throw that in? No. <laughs> <laughs> is it something derogatory? I don't know. Huh. Yeah, Dave, why don't you show them how it's done and pick one? Pick one of these? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the story of the rope, the first one. Uh, All right. I like the rope. I like the rope. All right. See the rope it is. The rope That's why I don't want to go first. I don't want them to follow, follow the leader. I want to get their right. input. And you don't even know what Jared said. Doesn't matter what Jared said. He's outvoted. Cows. Yeah. That's Cows. The first one. Rope. All right. Yeah. That's it. Cows, rope. All right, best live it? concert ever. Live concert, you saw it. The, I saw the monkeys. In, the monkeys, yes, with Jimi Hendrix opening oh, for. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow! <laughs> yeah, at the Boston Garden. You ever see Kiss? Uh, I have seen Kiss. It's a great show. Yeah, it is a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually backstage at the at the uh, uh, what's the place in the L.A. the uh, Coliseum. Mm. And uh, we got backstage. I was working on a TV show at the time, and we got to go in the wings for a Kiss show. Not the most personable men. In uh, no. Yeah. We saw Ry Cooter together, but what was the other one? That was Buddy Guy. Buddy Guy Buddy was Guy. an unbelievable yeah. show. And Yeah, showman and great guitarist. Uh, not, he, not just a great guitarist, but a great uh, able to play like other people and say, oh, well, this is he how... He did a whole segment. A whole, it was 20 minutes. in yeah. the style right. of Jimi Hendrix, and right. he was wailing on yeah, that. Yeah, that was a great Man, show. Imagine the monkeys as the headliner, and Jimi Hendrix had open for him, and he must have been like, seriously? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he was happy for the work. Yeah, at the time, he, it was. It was right before he, was, he went to England, or just had come... It was in that transition. Did, and did you know what you were seeing when you saw I, it? You, listen, to see Hendrix and then... Fo- it's followed by the monkeys you go what yeah you know, it made no like, sense what just happened it didn't make any did sense did he light the guitar on fire and everything yeah no nice. yeah yeah he did that's yeah. awesome yeah crazy yeah. right i also saw uh elvis costello open for steely dan hmm. which i think is an abomination to <laughs> to the world that hmm. elvis costello doesn't open for anybody jared your favorite musical he doesn't like it. musical musical <laughs> Sound My music. family almost got kicked out of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. There we go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there a penis involved? <laughs> there, no, no, my that's hair. They, my, uh, they all got naked. No, 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 no. Um, we we went, but for whatever reason, my family was always what into Jesus Christ Superstar. The entire family, aunts, uncles, everybody. Yeah, yeah. We went to PPAC, Providence Performing sure, Arts Center, you know, well, and we saw Ted Neely, who was the original Jesus. In the original, did they not original, believe what they said he not was? The, no, slightly after that, right? right? So he uh, and we saw that fi- his final farewell tour, and so my aunt is explaining to one of my nephews or one of my cousins, who's very young at the time, what's going on like live, as if we weren't 
in a musical it's, that it's other people had paid it, right, to attend, right? right? And so sure. she's explaining the Bible, which is a, a lengthy type of story, right. to, this, to this child yeah. as the things are happening on the stage. And uh, people behind us, understandably, said, shh, yeah, yeah they shushed us. Yeah. And my aunt, instead of saying, I apologize, I'm a respectful person, said, I'm trying to explain to the kids about effing Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which prompted the ushers uh, to have an emotional accent, reaction. Yeah, sure. uh, and then uh, eventually in an intermission... Uh, the people behind said, oh, look, the Beverly Hillbillies are sitting in front of us, yeah. which prompted my uncles now to now thing. stand up now and, and begin sure. to intimidate. So ended up the people who were complaining sure. and were in the right the entire time were moved by the ushers and we were allowed to remain. <laughs> but to almost have gotten kicked out of Jesus Christ Superstar is almost an accomplishment. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's a badge. You know, one of the most memorable concerts I ever saw uh, was Springsteen at the Caskin Flagon. Oh, God. In 1972, mm. and there were 19 people in the audience. <laughs> oh, my God. It was one of his first forays outside of Jersey. You know, when he, uh, I think, uh, greetings from Asbury Park had just come out, and a buddy of mine was way into Springsteen, and he got us to go. And there were literally, we counted them, 19 people. And it's so memorable. I remember the opening act, the opening uh uh, singer was a, a woman named, and I've never heard from her since. Her name was Martine Habib, hmm. and that's how memorable it was. Wow. It was 19 people, and he put on the same show that you know he would put on to an arena, and that's where I got a lot of my uh, uh, performing uh, influence. Is that you? You never take it out on the people in front of you. You know, hmm. if there's 30 people or 35,000. You give him the best show. Wow. Because, you, you know, that seemed to be his his way of doing it. Worked things. for him. Yeah, and it worked. It hasn't worked for me yet, but I'm still, <laughs> I'm still working on it. Right uh, after uh, Willie Nelson put out his reggae album, yeah, I saw him. Uh, it was a birthday present for my ex-wife. We went and saw him at a, a stadium, and it was Willie Nelson and Bob Dylan. Yeah. And I don't care for Bob Dylan at all. So we went, we watched Willie Nelson and then left. Yeah. But- even though I didn't know any of the words to the music, it was still an unbelievable show that he put on. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I, I've opened for him a couple of times. Huge. Yeah, yeah. It was, it You've was had great. a career, man. Yeah, I a- mean, you know, for whatever. Look, I've been called uh, a C-plus comedian with a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I wear that like a badge. Yeah, it's not true. Yeah. It's not- <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, and uh, the the Willie Nelson show was one of those I was telling you about. They offered me shit money, you know, to do it, and I go, "Look, you, you're insulting me." I go, "If you asked me to do it as a favor for nothing, I would have done it quicker," you know, because I love Willie Nelson, and who's going to get to say, you know, I would, I would yeah. do that? So I go, "No," you know, just and and it's killing me. So I, I hang up, and 20 minutes later they call me back and they go, "Okay, we'll meet your price." And I got to open for Beauty. two shows for Willie Nelson. Beauty. It's awesome. All right, last question. Uh, what band success bothers you the most? And oh, every, everybody down. can answer this. I can't. Billy Joel. <laughs> he can go fuck himself. <laughs> Billy Joel can fuck himself. I have that's the takeaway of the show, uh, I'd say. I have such an aversion to Billy Joel. I just, I, I, he could be a nice guy. I don't Probably know. Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. But I just hate Billy Joel. I I just you don't see I didn't talent. see that coming at all. I'm not saying I'm not saying 
I don't. I know people like him. Do you hate the piano? No. He listen. He has sold out Madison Square Garden. Right. Every every once a month for twelve years. Yeah. I can't (laughs) take that away from him. I just don't like him. It just it you know it. I I find his music insipid. I the rhyming (laughs) scheme is is ridiculous. The the horns are just you know they're just making noise. And uh, you know he ripped off uh, REM yeah. with the you know oh, we didn't start the fire. Yeah. They had done the end of the world like uh, the year before, and it's very derivative. And I just you know please, it, it, this is my opinion. Don't hold it against <laughs> yeah. anyone else. I fucking hate Billy Joel. <laughs> wow. How do you feel about Adam Sandler? You know, don't get me started on him. <laughs> <laughs> I just know the story. Yeah, I, it wasn't him. It was his nephew. Here we go. Yeah, it kept me out of a movie that I had auditioned for. Ed Sullivan, do you, do you hate him? Upset about the success of a, a musician? No, no, I mean, I'm not a Led Zeppelin fan. I think they stole too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I put them right below... Uh, <laughs> in my mind, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. And and Jared, you're good with everybody. You know, yeah, everyone's yeah. fine. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's fine. fine. He celebrates Billy Joel's <laughs> entire catalog. Yeah. Everyone's doing great. Congratulations. I have to re-listen to Billy Joel because I saw him in concert with um, Elton John. Yeah. And I went for Elton John. Sure. But Billy Joel was way better than him. Yeah. So I, the concert I, must have been terrible, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with, with Elton John. His early stuff especially. Yeah. You know, uh, it, uh, you know I, I think it's... Uh, he knew what he was doing, and he put on a show, and I right. can understand that. Right. Queen? Uh, great band. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I don't know if they're underrated or not. I don't think they I, are. No, but, you know, they're, you know, they're, you know, but they, they, they do, you know, something like Bohemian Rhapsody, which, you know, well, is, which is. That sets your buddy off. Yeah. Bill Burr. Bill Burr doesn't like that Bohemian at all. Rhapsody. But then they could do, you know, the bicycle song. And I go, mm-hmm. really? You wasted your time? <laughs> or, I want to ride my bicycle? Right, right, you right. Know. And it was know, a hit. Yeah, Who yeah, knows? Was, yeah. In concert, maybe they do sure. Tie Your Mother Down, tie, followed by yeah, a bicycle, bicycle song. song. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Fat Bottom Girls. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's great. You yeah. know, I mean, you know. So I think they knew what they were about, and they're very talented. All right, uh, we are smoking. Uh, we got to do an asylum bit real quick. Oh, okay. Let's get to the asylum from Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories. Show could go on for a week, right? True. Or are Not they? <laughs> Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. (laughs) Speaking of Willie Nelson, the iconic country music legend found himself in a bit of legal trouble when he violated a contractual agreement by openly discussing his CBD gummies on the air during a live radio show. Known for his advocacy of cannabis and his own brand of CBD products, Willie Nelson has been a prominent figure in the cannabis industry. However, his contractual obligations may have conflicted with his passion. The violation likely stemmed from a clause in his contract that prohibits explicit mentions of specific products, especially those related to marijuana and hemp industries. 
Uh, while his enthusiasm for CBD gummies and their potential benefits are well known, this incident serves as a reminder that even renowned artists like Nelson can face contractual issues when navigating their dual roles as both performers and business owners. When asked by reporters why he would do such a thing, he said, I refuse to bow down to the cancel culture. Plus, I was high at the time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're going to start selling uh, marijuana products at CVS, at Walgreens. Really? Yeah, it's going to be like a regular thing. You can buy your gummies and whatnot. Uh, There's rolling out in a few states. Nothing could go wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm all fine. There we go. Now, back to Billy Joel for one second. (laughs) This is all I'm going to say to you. He's talking to Davey. Who's still in the Navy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that rhymes. <laughs> and that's all it does. That's it. <laughs> that rhymes. Uh, best cigar in the world? Uh, best. Can I put this? Christoph. Can I put this Christoph, Christoph right Nicaraguan there? is the answer. That is the answer. There Hands down. Yeah. Great. Beautiful. That's a great cigar. Taking nothing away from this, yeah. but we did them in the wrong order, is yeah. what I agree. Yeah. Uh, because it was so much flavor in the, yeah. in the first one. Yeah, if we went the other way, it, yes. you know, it would we would have went, oh, this is really nice. Yeah. And it still is really nice. But then that, we would have went, yo, you that's got, a cigar. You got a player yeah. with, with Christoph Nicaragua. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, the retailers guys. out there listening, you got to jump on that. And to all the consumers out there, find it. It's uh, they just shipped it out. It's, it's there. Just getting a store. So uh, get this thing uh, traction. Give it a try. Uh, it takes Kristoff to the next level for sure. Taking nothing away from the past, but the future looks bright with Kristoff. Thank you so much. You can't wait another eight years. No, I won't. Come on, I please, won't. please don't. <laughs> and Tony, you're always welcome. Oh, it's of very enjoyable. I love this show. And as I said, <laughs> I'm a listener. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for what you did for the New England Cigar Expo. Uh, Bill Burr would have never happened. Bill Burr, thank you, but you don't even know me. You know Tony, and that was a favor to Tony, which I ended up getting the the juice for. Can I just say this? Yeah. It was the quickest yes I have ever had in show business ever. (laughs) I I texted his road manager, Kenny, who's a great guy. Yeah. And he goes, let me get this straight. (coughs) Excuse me. You want Bill Burr, who just did Fenway Park, to host a midget wrestling at a cigar event. I go, yeah. <laughs> he goes, all right, I'll ask him. So, so I hang up from Kenny. Four minutes later, Tony V, cigars, midgets. Yes. Wow. It, and it was done. It was a done deal from then. Yeah. And then yeah. He, he built the tour around And he it. built the tour around <laughs> yeah. And you got to open. And thing. I got to open from right after that event at the Southern New Hampshire. Yeah, which he mentioned even the event at. at he yeah. did the first 10 minutes on the Midget Wrestling. Wow. <laughs> he, 8,000 people, 10,000 people, he's ad-libbing about what we just did. Wow. Yeah. Stuff I would do at an open mic night. He just, right. I think it's going to be the first 12 minutes of my set tonight <laughs> wow. in front of 10,000 people. Right, right. And they were right with him the whole time. He was a, he's a great comedian. Yeah. He's and a, a good and, man. And great for doing that. So thanks to him, too. That is it for the Cigar Authority. A little uh, extended version of it today. Next week, uh, Tobacconist Association of America. It's funny, me and Jared was talking about that. Uh, and I'll leave him out of next week's show and not uh, all the comments that we have. But we're going to talk about it. 
it. Does it matter? The Tobacconist Association of America, what is it? What's the story about it as we get ready for next year's TAA? Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Although doubtful, you may have learned something today which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.